0: Tales from the East Dance, sponsored by Peachtree East, number 16. This is our summer special, and it is jam-packed with great material for all you lucky hoops out there. We've got the recent St. Pat's game to talk about, Finn Harps and Donegal on Friday, and we have Tomer Hencinski and Brandon Meeley help us with the preview for the Europa League draw. So it's Brando and Tomer do Europe. Uh, we have an interview with Harps fan and historian Bartley Ramsey, and as usual, I'm Gary Parsons, and alongside me is the prof, Carl Riley. Hello. And we have Jason, the biggest club, Maloney. Jason, say hello there. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. And um, we have just watched the Ireland-Austria game. One-all draw. Probably the most predictable result of all time.
1: Like every Ireland game, it's one-all.
0: And uh, boomers have been
2: consumed. And what do we think of that? Jason, what do you think? Those well, characters touch on there one-all. We were watching the game. We are getting beaten one nil. Wezzo's on the bench. And we all said to each other, bring Wezzo on. It's going to end one-all. I guess what happened? <laughs> and that happens, yeah. It's, uh, it's I mean, predictable,
1: wasn't it? The Duffy disallowed goal was just, as Jason said, if he hadn't gone for it, it would have been, it would have gone in. It's very frustrating, it, isn't but it? But he had to go for it, obviously.
2: Yeah. In fairness, he did have to go for it. The ball was coming yeah. across. He's an attacker, but in hindsight, watching the ball spin, the ball was going to go in anyway. I thought a bit disappointed when the decision was made, but he definitely led with his arm. Some unfortunate, but as I said at the start, he four points from six against Austria, we can't really complain about that.
0: Well, if you put yourself in Duffy's shoes, I mean, you're going to go for that ball either way. There's no yeah. way you're going to not that go means. for it. You're going to try and hammer that home, you know, that's the way it's going to work. And McLean had a big chance as well. Yeah, well, we're used to drawing at this stage, but we'll, we'll move on. We'll, we'll, we'll speak a little bit more about oil. But Jason, you have something very important to talk about. I mean, it's it's something that has infected the entire nation, so it's a very important matter. We'll, we'll leave it over to you.
2: Well, obviously, with the oil in the game on well, tonight, this is all close to our hearts, so... Ireland superfan Davy Cole has lost his flag, and he needs your help. The iconic flag, which can be seen regularly at Republic of Ireland and Bohemian Games, could have went missing, either in a taxi or an ambulance, a week ago. Davy had a replacement flag made for the Austrian match, but he is still looking for the one he misplaced a week ago. He has issued an appeal on social media to try and recover it, and the Dublin Fire Brigade has already shown its support. If anyone finds the flag, he has asked for it to be dropped into Talagarda Station. Have you seen the Davy Q? says a low flag. Please help spread the word and get this famous flag home safe and sound.
0: It's a very important matter there. Uh, Thanks Jason. It's uh, something we just had to touch on. Uh, we had people sending their questions for Jason so we're going to read out a couple of different points at different times and we'll get Jason to answer the questions well, we do have a few of our own as well and uh, Jason how did you get into Rovers and do you remember what your first game was yeah. if you don't remember your first game you can tell us what the
2: first memory is well I remember going to Rovers game before I actually became a Rovers fan itself uh, I remember my dad brought me to games oh, was that? I was at remember we had the, the cup final against Sligo in 78 I remember being under the stand the main stand of daily mount was absolute less and rain uh, we won the game through a penalty obviously by Ray Tracy but before that, the first game I actually remember, I could have been before that, I think, I think it was around 77. Uh, Ireland, sorry, Rovers played the, the Man United team that won the European Cup in 1968. It was the present Rovers team of the era. Clearly, it looks like Giles, Dunphy, Tracy. That would have been Alabama. Giles' fourth season? 77, would it? Could have been fourth or second, Deputy, but uh, it was that team. Uh, but it was the Man United players from the 68 European Cup final. So it was like, it was law. Charlton. Best. Best this was a big deal. Brendan Dunn, yeah. I remember being at it. It was one of those games where you walk in and you see, you know, the old cliche, you see your, your first taste of football, you walk in and you walk up the steps and you see the yeah. footlights and the smells. That's actually how I remember that game. That was the first game, yeah. That I actually remember being at a Rovers game. I and mean, my dad, because he continued, brought me to games in the, in the 80s, but I really started following Rovers. Uh, believe it or not, the first game I went to when I said I was a Rovers fan, because I started going every week after, was the first league game of the four in a row of the 83 84 season. So it was the start of October. That was a great way to start. Great way to start. And not to give away the location of Johnny Blue, it was, it was just not too far away from here in <laughs> Wimble Avenue. I happened to be staying there. My, my mother was actually <laughs> in a hospital and I had to stay with relatives. My granny lived just around the corner there, Wimble Avenue. And my uncles went to the games, the Rovers games, religiously at that time. And because I had to stay there, this brought me onto to the game. Uh, Rovers, as I said just before, Rovers be draw a 2 nil Liam Buckley got two goals. And after that, I was going like every home game after that, definitely. And then from that, I progressed to, to away game. So that sounds a little bit spoiled. My first league game, when i say, I follow follow was the first league game with the four in a row. And I went every week
1: after that. That's some memory, Jason, I have to say. And uh, Jason, you told us before how you wrote the Gary Twig song. Uh, but have you penned any other famous Robert's Chants?
2: Yeah, it's been a few songs over the years of, you know i've made up just obviously the camera chameleon song yeah that I, was that, you that was me indeed ah. yeah does that uh, individual songs about players might be sound obvious now HTU, hey, to you shay robinson yeah stuff like that i used okay. to work on the latches like me i used to work a night shift in separate uh, making tours on a 12-hour shifts horrible slogs during the night and it was during those hours keep I was, yourself occupied, I was, occupied. I was, things <laughs> going through my head and so the and chant of yours as well which one Roy Kane is a traitor? Yeah, went, that, that was your one as well. Cain, yeah. We started singing that. Uh, like When's the album it's coming out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Pete Boyle are doing it. Yeah. We're, doing, yeah. we're, doing it yeah. we're doing a we're doing collaboration together here. Yeah, uh, another yeah, was yeah, was, and even since Hallow, I take a bit of a back backseat since Hello, all Of the others, i bring bringing up some good songs. And songs that I've stuck us, but. Uh, and Taladin, obviously, besides the Twig, the one that we kind of pilfered from Northern Ireland fans was, they sang about Warren Feeney, was the, uh, you know, Shamrock Rovers, Shamrock Rovers, Ireland's number one. Yeah. That's, yeah, that yeah, we sang yeah. that about Eddie, Eddie McGrath, my good friend Eddie, by the way, it was his Bertie last week. Happy, Happy birthday, Eddie, Eddie, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was his that he, we, we kind of, uh, it was a joint effort, it was a lennon McCarthy effort for that one, but we sang that in Galway. <laughs> lennon McCarthy. We sang that in Galway on the Naughty Twig, it was the first away game. Uh, in Galway in the Tala era Twig or Hattrick and we started singing that song that night and it kind of stuck yeah. it's a good song to get the, get you know, oh it's a super it, song yeah
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah so we're going to move on and we're going to talk about our one-all draw with Pat so we drew one-all and it was just before mid-season break another gorgeous day families were out ice cream cider football darts great match day experience and the couple in front of us Kyle, I've never
1: seen anything like it he was like a mini Conor McGregor wasn't he I felt like I was watching Adam and Paul all over again he recorded the whole game on his phone as far as I could see I didn't even watch the thing it's a poor memory card <laughs>
0: yeah, I know his phone probably blew up when he got home but uh, the Bork goal I thought he took it well and it seemed like he had an eternity in front of the goal he took I think he got at least three or four touches I mean this guy he has so much talent and I really do hope Bradzer is working on getting the best out of him I mean his decision making is
1: questionable at times well, we'll talk about the right card later on but yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was a great finish. Yeah, is, he, say, he had a lot of time though, didn't he? It took him a long time to finally shoot, but yeah, it was a
0: nice finish. And uh, the Fagan goal, it really was a super finish. I mean, we've we've caught the Fagan quite a few times. I remember speaking to him and he told me that he was offered a contract just as Twig. It was in his second season and he was offered to play second fiddle to him and he said he wasn't having any of it. And uh, we missed out, I think, in that sense. But um, he looks like a very bulky Christy Fagan as well. And his mean, four goals, so far, it? yeah. He seems to his, his goal count isn't as high as it was, and m- maybe he's not the player he used to be. But and then we can move on to Madden as well. I mean, was Madden trying to play the offside trap, Jason?
2: He was, it was crazy. I didn't notice at the time of the game, but watching soccer public back, he looked he he kind of ran out. He did try to play it. I mean, yeah. I like, oh, thought it was offside at the, at the game itself oh. but I haven't watched the replay he was definitely onside it was a great finish but I think Simon's mindset was, and I think it, like a lot of the players on, on the night we, we looked jaded throughout the whole him. and I think mm. maybe Simon 100% on his game maybe he would have gone and made a tackle or tried yeah. to go across but definitely
0: agree with you there I mean that's the most fatigued second half performance I've seen in a long time I mean the likes of Madden Shaw and Trevor a few more they were all dead on their feet but I mean it's, it's been a long time since I've seen anyone maybe, maybe the Europa League run they were tired then and other than
1: that, jeez, it was a really, really fatigue performance. Yeah, the fatigue was obvious. I mean, But they didn't th- lack an effort, that was the thing. I saw someone say that we should have utilised the squad a lot better, and I would agree with that. I think Mike O'Connor should have started the game. McAllister is going to be banned for the next two games, but he was available for this one. So I think he should have featured. And you you had a thought on that, Jason, didn't
0: you? You thought that Bradzer might have been uh, putting mm-hmm. his foot down as regards to that?
2: Well, certainly, I, I, I was screaming out for, for Dave McAllister to come on. Like Royal Conley played brilliant in the game before, no doubt about it. He'd be yeah. excellent. He was my man of the match. Uh, I think, we, as as you just said, there, uh, we we looked lack of energy around the pitch. and we They were getting onto grips of the game. Certainly through the centre mids, mid, they had the man lonely who was starting to run the game. Yeah. And we needed someone like McAllister, mm-hmm. especially as you just said there, Gary, he's going to be out the next two games anyway. Bring him on for half an hour, 40 so break minutes. break up the game, yeah. Up. But I'm thinking like we're all giving out. We're gonna probably talk about later on about the dis- disciplinary issues in the squad. I thought maybe that Bradshaw, he kind of hinted that in, in an interview you you did care. Just sort before about if, if you if you lose your place in this team because you're suspended or sent off, you have mm. to fight to get it back. So yeah. maybe Bradshaw was trying to you know lay down the law and say, listen, yeah, stay out this game, Dave. Could be right Even though, Yeah, because you know you've you've done something silly in Cork, you've cost us the game in, in, in a certain respect, and we're going to leave you out. But yeah, and you know, i so either brought Dave and Callis on. You know, it definitely
0: because the way the game was going yeah it would have been a good decision but um, what about um,
1: Conan Byrne taunting Tomer after the goal did you notice that
0: yeah see Tomer kind of invited it though didn't he because of his interview before the game he said that we're better, we are better. We beat them all over the pitch
1: in every position and he said we're better than them up and down the pitch yeah, yeah. so you can understand that I mean, and what's, I mean what's, t- what's your opinion of this Jason are, the, are these comments we're coming out with are they fairly innocent or are we actually are we shooting are, ourselves in the are foot? We being naive, oh, off the
2: pitch as well. Winding up the opposition. It's becoming a bit of a habit now, okay? I backed Bradzer up after the, the statement against uh, Cork before the Cork game, okay? He was asked a simple question Was this Cork uh, side so as good as the Dundalk?
0: Carl made the point of this as well. I agree with you on this, Jason. I think I know what you're going to say, and Carl, Carl's
2: touched on this as well.
0: It was a simple question, like you said.
2: And I'd have answered the same way Brad yeah. did. I said 99% of football people in this country would have answered the same way, but obviously. We've got a bit of a name for ourselves, like, and we are well, something that can might know about because of all the media, side of the club is, we are very, very media friendly. Like we're much more yeah. open and we're approachable to journalists, to media outlets than most other clubs, probably every other club in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think they're all getting together, to, you know, to use it for a for a stick to beat us with. You know, it's, yeah. you know, the even the sub editors lying in the, in, I think it was the Mirror but, uh, on on account of the article, but the sub editor like. Uh, not a patch on the on the, the Dog. It, yeah, yeah. it was the son. Yeah, That wasn't sorry. a direct quote. Yeah. though. It wasn't know? a direct quote. He never yeah. used. Not a sub edit. Was you know? It was probably his prerogative. But it wasn't a quote was used. But you know, then it goes to the dressing room and.
0: And then was, they'll all get together and think, "Rovers lads." I mean, even Shepherd. Shepherd. Shepherd had no right to say that. That's in my opinion. We treated him very well. He had a good time at Rovers, and he
1: came out and he blasted us. Do you know what he said as well? He said, "I don't know how many of them." did interviews they all seem to do interviews there you go is it a case of we actually just do interviews whereas most of our
2: clubs don't so it appears to other clubs that we're doing a lot of them do you think? I think that's it we, we are like, we, we've you know we've been ahead of the game a lot of things since the start of the season American boys media boys Cork are starting to follow suit by the way I've seen a lot of good media work Cork begin to do mm-hmm. seeing it on Twitter and, and they are getting there but because of again I'll repeat myself we are so approachable to the media you know when we were saying things out of and maybe it's naivety, maybe it's an experience something we're probably going to have to learn and on Kyle the like Kyle Shepherd, very surprised at his commentary you know as you've mentioned somewhere I think on Lyon someone said about the way he, um you know enunciated like really 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 <laughs> fancied himself yeah. he also made a made a quote there on Twitter immediately after the game uh, we, we do our talking on the pitch. Know, like Putting the boot in. Yeah. He'd no right we, to do it at all. We no, didn't do much talking on the pitch when he was at Reading and they let him go. Or when Everton. You know, we, yeah, so very true, yeah. That's Carl Shepard. Like, you know, good player for us. Oh, yeah, I always look like, Carl, never a bad word against him, but maybe he's buying into the, you know, the whole Caulfield. <laughs> he's been torn Caulfield.
0: by the cork at you. That's what that is, I reckon.
2: Um, so we have the decision to
0: move
1: the Bray game uh, before Europe. Um, what do you think of that, Riley? Well it seemed a good move at the time for sure Because it was an excellent performance We won 2-0 I remember after the game How much we were praising their strength and conditioning yep. We were saying look how fit we looked Me and I was chasing down a brave player in the last minute And then three days later we were thinking Well we were robotics yep. in the past game How wise was that?
0: So it's a, it is something that we'd have to I mean he's a, he's a very good professional Darren Dillon He'll know and he'll be able to identify this type of thing. So it's it's something that we will be able to improve on. But you can't. I mean, what was it? Four games in eleven in eleven days, maybe a little bit more in the realm. But it's it's a tough tough schedule. Yeah, there's way to Cork
1: and then home to. Bray I mean, there's
0: a lot of traveling involved is that. I yeah. mean, you have to go into Cork. That's five hours on on the on the on the bus, and then you're going up to Bunkrads. It's, it's it, there's a lot of traveling involved, and we're human. They're human at the end of the day. So we we will remember that. But um. Uh, Jason, you want to vote in here? Yeah, on the just in
2: hindsight you, you know, we played the game on the Tuesday I'm not sure if there's a deliberate reason for not not playing it on the Monday you mm. know reasonably you would have said play on the Tuesday to give the players a better, you know recovery period after yeah. a long away trip against a tough game where we're always going to be back to the wall against Cork so, you know it, there's two ways of looking at it you know, we, we've we all criticised them you know, they look jaded afterwards so, I don't know what's going on in between you know, between was there much work done you know off the field, like you know, training with you know, they made them look so jaded after playing Cork on a Friday, and then you know, it's it's one to look at, yeah. Because you know, we definitely look jaded, we definitely look jaded, and you know, right. if they got the six points against you know, getting the six points, we would have we wouldn't be having this conversation,
0: yeah. No, personally, I thought six points was a minimum, minimum. I thought we, we really need to go away with that, but like I said, we can we can recoup them in, in a different way, but um. There was a there was a few other poor performances as well. I mean, Madden had his had his worst game in a in a jersey in a long time. Uh, yeah, Trevor was poor. Trevor I mean, they
1: were a character wasn't he? Trevor from the from the very f- first whistle, he he never tried the on like, not once. Hugged the touch nine He kept cutting back onto his right foot. He didn't look himself at all. Yeah, no, it uh, wasn't. A, it was a poor performance. Finn never stopped working. In fairness to him. Finn nope. has been no Finn yeah. is
0: carrying an injury. Yeah. and Finn has been the marathon man all season he is running at least 10k a game that guy is super fit so all credit to Verona maybe football and boys, he, hasn't been, he hasn't been excellent in every game but he will never stop running that's that's what you have to give Finn credit for there were good
1: performances yeah Finn as you mentioned Lopez was brilliant he goes out of jail a few times yeah Connolly looked good at times yeah I was just thinking imagine a neutral only saw two games a season right Imagine he only saw Pat and Roar was at Richmond and Pat's <laughs> Roar was at Talle. And then he looked at the league table. <laughs> he would jeez, he'd be mind
0: boggled. His he'd mind be, would be blown. Yeah, he'd be crazy. he'd be thinking, Jesus, where was this past team? Only torn up for, for
2: his games, you know? Well, uh, as I said there on the Facebook chat pages, if Pat's players every week, they're probably top of the league. Yeah, they love <laughs> like, it, they show up, like, don't they? Like where are they every other week? Like when they're getting beaten by oh, Finn Harps, that- et cetera. like it's yeah. well,
0: And do you know what, I reckon they had more uh in in the away stand at Tala than they would have in their own stand Standard. in Richmond, you know.
1: It's yeah, but we were struggling before the red card, as you said to me.
0: But remember, fatigue was a factor though fair uh, I and. Mean.
1: if if it stayed eleven v eleven, I think I don't think we would have won. I think we were lucky not to lose the game. Yeah, we were under a lot of pressure because uh, Fagan missed an open goal. Uh, like Markey was pretty good for them. Number Markey 40. was really good. And did you notice Conor Byrne tried to chip Tomer? Yeah,
0: we've been talking about this. There was a lot of attempted chips at the start of the season. Didn't we we warn him about this? We've been saying this. We've been saying he's going to get it eventually.
1: And there was a... Yeah, the open goal I mentioned, that that was from Tomer's ill-advised back pass. Or pass out,
0: yeah. But in fair, I mean, yeah, it was... Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with ill-advised. It was ill-advised, but um, we'll talk about the red card now. And... Uh, he got in the yellow card for kicking out in the first half and car, you said to me right there on the spot you said if he stays on the pitch without being subbed he'll be off the pitch getting a red card
1: I did I said you straight away this
0: guy's getting sent off I mean he was wild some of the I mean you saw it yourself Jason
1: He could have got sent off for that in the first half
2: he should have done the referee gave the foul in the first half and then he followed through he gave him the foul only when he followed through and kicked out with a player. it was similar to the way he was sent off in Dundalk so, like, definitely could have been the red card. Then. And the second half, then we were all saying that he was, and he wasn't the only player, which you just mentioned. Fatigue was; he was out on his, you know, he was out on his knees. He was giving balls away. He was, and he was. It looks like he was about to be taken off before the incident happened, where he where he kicked out yeah. at, at Craig.
0: And if you if you notice, if you watch it again on Soccer Republic, he, he does like a three sixty, and he has time to think about what he's going to do. He turns around and then, <sighs> he just thinks, you know what, fuck, it, I'll do it anyway. Craig threw an arm in his face. And then he kicked out, didn't he? And contact. then he spun around, and then he kicked. So he had time; he had a sp- yeah. he had a second or two to think about it. And he said, "No, oh, fuck! it, I'll do it anyway." And you can see Brazzer; he was disgusting.
1: Your Brazzer was like, "No, no, 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 right no!" Rightly no, no. so, yeah. He was like, "Just don't do it, please. It don't send him off." Right bro. in front of the ref, and right in front of Bradzer. and Brazzer was just about to substitute him for Mikey O'Connor. So Brazzer was pissed. Yeah, kicked the water bottle.
2: I hit Duffer was. It? I think Duffer got yeah. a belt up of a water ball, yeah. <laughs> I think the fact that he was over that far, over that side sort of the pitch, he probably knew he was been taken off as well. That's probably. Yeah. The yeah, I mean, it's, over, a
0: crazy situ- it's a crazy decision, you know. But well, we thought he should have been subbed before that. Yeah. He, we were we were crying out for it. He'd given the ball out it all away a few times. And do you know what everyone in our section was? I mean, we, the, the Gary Twig Supporters Club, they kind of all stick together at the. Just at exit fours, you go up into the east end, and everybody was calling for it. everybody Everybody's saying, just mm-hmm. get him off. He's a liability. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I mean you were saying that the Rovers chat was full of rage. It was I mean between Graham Bourke and the Celtic tickets
1: last week. We were, <laughs> yes, we were sure a very, was. we were, we were a, a royal little bunch, weren't there's, there's no shortage of issues this week between uh, yeah, them. Has Graham got a
0: ticket G- for the Celtic match? <laughs> 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 Everyone else has. Uh The reaction online, I think, was over the top as regarding um, Bork. I mean, own on my game as much as abuse as anyone. <laughs> She was going crazy. I mean, she. I think she said, I'll kill you when you get home. She was going <laughs> mad, you know. Yeah, I'd say he's grounded now. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, you get a 200 lines. Um, he needs to be dropped, fined and given a bollock, and That's the way I feel about it. I mean, and as, and as always, we'll be honest on the show. Um, Brad's I said, we'll sit down as a group and we'll talk about it. The way I always say, fuck that. Bork, you're fined, you're dropped. Tear into him. Show him that you can't do these things. I mean, does Braddy want to organise some sort of group anger therapy session? I mean... We've praised Bradley a lot on this show. We do rate him as a manager, as a coach, but I think he needs to step up and become, not become a man, but just man up on this. I mean, we're one, away, one or two steps away from being a very good team. And those steps that we're, we're struggling with are in discipline. And little things like that in a group chat is not the way to go. I don't think so anyway.
2: Well, we made a point about, I definitely have, and a lot of people agreed about, we've took us so long. We had a couple of disappointing results early on. We took us so long to find our best 11. yeah. We've all agreed. I've seen you guys, you pick your, your 11 at the end of every yeah. podcast every week. I think we finally found our best 11. Now, all of a sudden, the indiscipline comes back. Stupid things. Okay. Dave McAllister, so kind of, you know, I thought he was a little bit harshly done, but it was a bad tackle, followed through. Could have got away with it. The core players got sent off. Yeah. And then Grainball comes and does that stupid thing last week. It's cost us. So, all of a sudden, we found our best 11. And now, for the next four or five weeks, because of the combination of suspensions, we're able to play those, you know, those best eleven on the pitch. And once again, yeah. we're
1: shooting ourselves in the foot. Exactly. I mean, look so at um, like in the first twenty-one league games. So we played eighteen now, I think, is it? In the first twenty-one league games, Curry will have missed nineteen of them with injury, Jesus. and Burke will have missed six of them because of suspension. Six games already. That is a lot it's of games.
0: Too, it's too much. I mean, I mean Bradley Bradley's reaction as well. Like I kind of said it all it happened right in front of him. We said he was just about to sub him, and he admitted that as well. And he must have been so disappointed. I mean, he's just about to get him off, just about to give him the hook, change up the game because we were under a lot of pressure. And then Bork goes Mm. and does that.
2: See, it's all hypothetical. We're all saying, okay, Pats were the better team. 100% you were. Yeah. But I thought we shot a bit of inkling to get back in the game. Even with 10 men. Whatever Tema but the Tema kind of you know, it did come in the room with a chance to go on and win the game for the same token where oh we like Graham Borg, I think Graham was a fair player, player. Yeah. But praise with the fourth time was saying on the pitch against Gliftwell, I said the friendly against Glifton will tell him, we have a player here. When he come on sub against Dundalk I said those around me, this guy is gonna be good. Yeah. He's gonna be our player of the air our final of the season. But obviously two stupid things are similar, you know which he's done away from the dock and home to Pats, both games, he causes, you know, the, probably the chance to come back into the game against Sundark, getting mm. two all draw. And definitely to send it off, you know, put pay to any chance yeah. we had of winning the game against Pat's. I think we're all glad to get out of Tala last forty week with a draw. Without a doubt, definitely. Without a doubt, yeah. it was the mo- Do you know it was the most pressure
0: I felt in a game in a long time. Where I just thought this is relentless. These are coming at us constantly, cutting us open with the little triangles they were playing in and out, and mm. just spreading us it was, it was really really it was hard to watch at times I mean I just thought this is going to happen it could be end of 3-1 I mean but like back onto the red cards I mean 6 red cards an average of 3 cards 3 red cards every or a red every 3 games 49 yellows I mean I don't mind us being a tough team I like that I like getting stuck in the sending offs need to stop the timing is awful 30 has gone in Richmond Heaney was off we scored a goal in Oriel get back into the game and Bork gets sent off. McAllister and Cork three minutes uh, yeah, in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Three minutes in. We're, we're killing ourselves here. We're doing ourselves no favour so it has to stop.
2: But, as I said, I don't really mind if they're sent off which I can go was silly, okay? Two stupid yellow yeah, okay, cards. Bad decision, was, you? yeah. Uh, even Dave McAllister, as I said a few minutes ago, Dave McAllister fell, okay, he went through afterwards but they were fouls. He tried to win the ball. The other four selling off is after stupid things kicking out.
0: And that's the stuff you should doves. be able to find for and... And discipline for you. Say, listen, if you do that, you're going to be dropped. Train with the 19s for a week as well. Get, there you go. Show them that you cannot do this. You, they need to be shown. Like I said, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I'd love to know what happens. Are they pay, do they pay a fine? Do they go and train with the 19s? But it doesn't seem like that because we are. it's creeping into the game again.
1: Now listen, I'm sure Bradley did have a go at Burke.
0: Apparently, he had a go at Madden more than anything. Over trying to step up and, and do the offside trap. So... Mm.
2: No, like I'd, be, a, I'd be very surprised if there hasn't been some kind of conversation half like yeah, There has board to board be, second, it? Especially I mean, the second of the yeah. season. You know, we've, we've taught, we we thought we turned the corner there. You know, like as I said, the stupid things have cost us. Like you know, kicking player, O'Connor kicking out. You know, maiden diving against some You know, it's and we we won the game against some but oh, it could yeah, have cost yeah. us if that if that dive had to been to come back. They actually scored in a free kick yeah, to make it two one. Yeah. That was 10 ten fifteen minutes earlier. At least in
1: Bray, we were losing anyway connor but it's particularly the McAllister one when we were drawn in Cork and Pat's when we were drawn, they were costly, but yeah. Yeah. So
0: um, what else have we got now? We would have t- overtaken Bray, and we would have been level with a win. So it's uh, it always seems to be one step forward and two steps back for overs this season. And I mean, like you said, Carl, are we single-handedly keeping Pat's up? <laughs>
2: I, I think really that, think we are.
0: I think it was Jason's. Those who said points, that one yeah, yeah, yeah Jason. Jason I mean, those points that had, they've taken off us, right? That'll save them. Remember they, this, right? Jason said this. Those points that they've taken off us, right? That'll save them at the end of the season.
2: They'd be three points adrift now if we hadn't handed them yeah. four. We live in Ballyfermot, so you know, if it's surrounded by Pats fans. At least, even the fourth game, I've really Leave enough. that in instead of a can <laughs> opening there. Not at them time. <laughs> But even the first game, and went went Heaney. Like they were, if we'd have won that game, which he showed up, if we, if we if we'd have won that game two or three you know, before Heaney sent it off, they were cast adrift. Yeah, they were Tom Cruise They yeah. were just they were gone. <laughs> Wilson. They were like they won point six games. They were just
0: like why do Pat's only turn up in the derbies? That's what I want to know. I mean, was there, Jason? Here's a good question. Carl wanted to say this to you. So, was there ever a Rovers team like that? That only turned up like uh, against shells or balls or whatever, or they upped their game when they played rovers. Was there a team that you can remember down the years that only ever upped their game against rovers the way Pats do at the moment?
1: No, the question what? was, did we ever up our game Yeah, against is there like, shells
2: anything and like bows. that? And either way, like yeah. I think well, leaving aside the rovers patching, the rovers bowling, still the biggest ever for me. Yeah. I think definitely on both sides. Like there's times where, where Pats were in the oh, sorry Rovers were in the Ascendancy or Bowser in the ascendancy, like one yeah. of leagues. But the toughest game will be against each other. Yeah. You know, so it's kinda of like where we used to raise a game against Bows. Remember the fourth division when they had Gareth Farley, the players on three and a half grand a week. Yeah. With we Scooty as manager, a couple of hundred quid. We took every player out of the fourth division. We raised a game, we got the draw in the FA Cup against them. And then beat th- them and in we beat them in the replay in Daily mount. And the same token when, you know, when We were doing well against them, they, like you know. In fact, they, they take points off us, so it is definitely a thing there. Like mm. clubs do local derbies, just it's
0: like form goes out the window for, for derbies. Well, well, it's an
2: old cliche, definitely, but, but over the years, you, you can see it's very
0: true, though, isn't it? Yeah, they, yeah, like I said, they're up in there, they're up in the game when it comes to rovers. But right. I, see, I see there was a book out march organised. And from the bottom square, the bottom floor of the square, I mean, as you suggested, Jason, <laughs> there was a bit of ruckus outside as well. My my wife rang me and said there was more that going on, but I think she exaggerated a little bit. But there was some sort of protest <clears throat> for Bucco out. What do you think? Do you think I think Bucco in. I'm there wasn't a counter march. Bucco in, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, the story of the rounds is that Buckley definitely has money invested in Pats, up to twenty grand, I'm hearing. Yeah, so it's well and I've heard it from Pat's people, not exact figures, Pat's people have heard it on the grapevine League of Orleans, on forums, so apparently he's, like, he's unsackable in his present tenure, like he oh, like, so yeah. they're, they're stuck for money, but um, the, the football they play, I don't think is, you know, conducive to, if you're in a relegation But Buckley has his football, you know, he's his principal, they do play good football, they're excellent against us, I have to say at last Friday, they were, week, they were excellent against you us. You mentioned that in the media, actually, second that second half he might Tours have to change
1: his style of play.
0: I don't think they have the squad to do with them. They don't mm. have that physical type of squad to to stay up from relegation.
2: So, mm. someone made a point to me They're Made up of a lot of young players to look at mark Lunny, good players. Probably the pick of DDSL players, which you have which are good players who've been used to win them. They've been playing there yeah. 13 to 19 all the way through. Now they're in a relegation battle. That's they got it ball in them? players? You know, like Craig is the player you want there. Of all the players we've seen, Craig was the last few years. Okay, yeah. not very good going forward. Not good, you know. But I like Craig. I oh, always like Craig play for us. He's the player that'll you out of the trenches, you know, he's yeah, one that they'd want to definitely. have. But um I'm still hopeful. Two games against them this year. We've got one point against six. We're gonna play them again in early August. Hopefully they're still there in, 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 in. around <laughs> the Let's them. The next time, if we beat them the next time, it'll be more it'll be more what's I want to say, it'll be more worthwhile, more prolific up their hole. than yeah. the yeah. last two games, and hopefully that will be the one that'll drive them for the It
1: says six home games without winning against them now. Ah, it's change, just, just it? depressing. Yeah, it's depressing stuff. Actually, um, I was in the tunnel after the game, and uh, and Buckley went by me, and I almost burst out laughing, because I saw someone said that describing as a looking like a tramp now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <And I> just, <laughs>
1: or a trump I just almost there laughing. And do you know who keeps talking the ear off me now, when I'm when I'm in the tunnel? Super doctor. Ah, uh, super. Does he, does he know his stuff or what? Could he could he be a potential guest on the show? But he keeps telling me that he knows nothing about football. But then proceeds the, But pres- then he keeps tell- he keeps talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> proceeds to Borneo. And yeah, then foolishly I mentioned him running onto the pitch at Yarth Lane and that just got him gone for another ten minutes. Ah there you go, you're inviting that pressure now. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk about the Pat's flag now,
0: the one that was stolen, didn't make an appearance at talent. probably the best probably the best bet, but uh, hopefully he'll make an appearance in Richmond in September. we um, be very smart to whip out the flag in your own stadium, would it? And and do whatever
2: I would think it was the right thing to do that's you know there's a lot of issues over flags lately you know we're getting like you know don't want to mention DUP but you know flags DUP the, <laughs> course, everyone's having a DUP it's now so it's not about no flags or flags let's no. proceed now what would have been like we took the flag out there you know I would like to rub it in their faces but you know God knows what would happen. you know
0: w- hopefully we can have better timing and then we can rub it in the right way at the right time um we had three thousand nine hundred and twenty five in talent bigger than Dundalk versus Cork that night. Um I like think the fans are buying into what Braz is trying to do. What do you think, Carol?
1: Yeah, it was a good crowd. I mean We're,
0: we're holding our tenses oh. steady, so it's it's,
1: it's pretty it's, it's, I think is it a twenty five percent increase on last season? So yeah. Considering
2: I mean Okay. The results have been great, but yeah. friends I think the way that the, the attendance attempts have sustained a lot of praise uh, players gotta to go to the club. The pre-season work, yeah, off in America, etc. You know the clubs. You know, we've sustained. You know, crowds. Obviously, a couple of really bad midweek crowds, which was to be expected, against Galway and mm-hmm. and Bray. But still, they were up on the average. of were to play like yeah, they were on group, Monday but, and Tuesday nights. Exactly, well. yeah, and they were always going to oh, yeah. drop, but they were still. You know, I think it was 1700 and 1800, which are you know, which is really good for midweek yeah, games. No, games Hundred yeah. percent agree. With against two just... clubs didn't bring any fans. Like it's.
0: And then we have the likes of the eighteen ninety nine suite, which is which is great as always. I mean, well done to all the club volunteers there. That's it's a it's a smashing encounter,
2: it really. Is eighteen ninety nine? It cost me twenty five
0: to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's why we have him on. That's
1: why we have him on. I'm back on next week. This way.
0: <laughs> uh, what else have we got? We met up with Nolan Devlin. Nolan is a gentleman, and his friend Stillian. Cliftonville man. Uh, Stillian follows CSKA. No, no, he. I won't say he follows CSKA. Sophia, they're they're the ones he hates. He ended up getting involved with Cliftonville because Cliftonville were playing the rivals of his Bulgarian native, so he was very impressed uh, with the hospitality. We'll air that interview with Nolan in a few weeks, and he actually mentioned to you, Jason, that he done a piece. You'd done a piece on Cliftonville and his flag in the Leeds program, so he was happy with that.
2: Still in here, yeah, great man. I go to Cliftonville, you know, the odd time, maybe a couple of times a of year, try to get up. And I was at a league cup final a couple of years ago, and I met Nolan, a couple of other lads, and someone introduced you this guy. Uh, Obviously, big, big guy, East European, oh. no mistake. He, he, where he's from, he's not. He wasn't native North Belfast. I no, know. definitely not. <laughs> so it was well, This is Jason. Jason follows Shane Rovers So just all of a sudden, Stillian starts singing, "Oh, to Scotland," they go. <laughs> ah, this fellow's alright. <laughs> Where going from? So, yeah. And apparently, from <laughs> talking to the guys, he was actually at Twig's last game, which oh, he actually was not, he was in Scotland. Twig's last game against UCD. UCD yeah. yeah, he was at that game and um, when Twig scored the, the two goals, and he was actually at the Player of the Year due afterwards. So, that's silly, a good lad. Yeah, yeah. So he's
1: a good cool lad, alright. It was actually your friendly announced, uh, away to Cliftonville, July 29th. So yeah,
0: I, I think we we'll take a little trip up and we'll have some swallies in the, in the social. So our interview interview with
1: Nolan will take on even more significance I remember
0: the the last time I was up there, they were losing 4-0 at home. uh, 4-0 at half time to Linfield. And we went into the social and we were treated like kings. We had little Rovers badges on. And I I can't remember, it might have been Nolan, but I can't remember at the time someone said, are you Rovers? And we were a little bit apprehensive at the time. And Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they looked after us. Points, the whole lot for the whole night. Taken out into town. And it was a great experience. So that's, that's the, I'll always remember that. Points of herb. Yeah. Point, points of everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what have we, The guests for the St. Pats game were, well, of course, Gary Twig and Chris Turner. Both had a great goal-scoring record against Pats and a well-deserved standing ovation for Twiggy
1: and yeah. Turner, of course. Twig, and, um, twig got eight goals against Pats. Eight goals against Even Pats. Turner had a good little run. Do you remember that? He scored in three games in a row. Remember the cup semi-final replay? That, that was a super, super finish
2: out in Richmond. Yeah, he score the first game with header.
1: He did you did, do yeah That's what I mean. There. It was a league game, it was the two cup games. And uh, it's a shame Conn didn't ask him whose idea it was to lock Stephen Kenny out of the dressing room. Yeah, I don't think you, we would have got a diplomatic response there. <laughs> Could have been anybody's. <laughs> uh,
0: Twiggy said he was claiming an 89 goal, which I'd give it to him any day of the week. Um, that one goal that went down as an own goal by a Sligo player. So, as you said in the mm. famous song, uh, will we see our likes again? And um, who was the last player you felt the same way you do about Twiggy? Like I, I hold like my kids now. I love Gary Twig. Everyone I know now, Gary Twig my favourite player. Who was the last person, last player that you felt the same way about Gary Twig?
2: Well, just about how you feel about Gary Twig. You said you give them any day of the week. Now I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I like the guy, but if I uh, probably. We're always gonna go for goal scorers. I mean, like, um, my favourite players, like Twig is definitely up there, probably my favourite player of all time. We're always gonna go for goal scorers. Uh, but my first player with definitely from Milton would be John Cody. Love John Cody, left back. Brilliant. Up now the wing. Then he played outside left when we signed Kevin Brady from Boas, but watching that foreign roll team. Remember uh, being in school, we'd be writing things to be We copy, Used to make players out I used to write the team out every week and copy wasn't listening to Irish or mechanical drawing or something. I'd write the team and every week John Cody get eight. Yeah, one, grab, one of the guys one of the guys grabs it like that Cody yeah, guy yeah, yeah. and then I met John on the on the trip to support, uh, the charter trip to Copenhagen I went to Copenhagen and I got a few babies on me God, and I told him how much I loved and I liked and all that like, he's looking at me. Yeah. but it's great to see Cody, see Cody. he's come from like, just players like that you've got Robbie Gaffney you got John Cody you got Jason Caldwell all Rovers fans before they start playing for Rovers oh really all, yeah all play for Rovers and then all start going that. to the games afterwards that's brilliant to see. See, so, yeah, yeah. Play, support rovers play for Rovers and go back on the terrace supporting them. And Caldwell's dad went on to be chairman, didn't he? Joe did, yeah, yeah. Joe was there for for yeah. a few years just after McNamara I think he was involved with John, John McNamara took to yeah. go over the club, and then he, he then he, he came out on his own, right? Yeah.
1: And back to back to that goal, Carl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just on the the goal, he said uh, it was a Sligo on goal. He's crediting. Um, he might mean Adam Kane, two thousand ten, or he might mean Gavin Pierce in two thousand nine. Not sure which, but there was a 6 0 win over Galway in the FAI Cup, where a Twig shot came back out off the crossbar, and rebounded off a Galway player and went in. And uh, Sean Ryan's Fei Cup book actually gives Twig that goal for some reason. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, it was it- a definite own goal. I don't know how he can give that to him. Mm, but
0: yeah. Yeah. See, Twiggy actually scored a goal that broke the laws of physics in 2012 <laughs> versus Sligo, and they'd wrapped up the league and. I mean, and Tweed got onto a cross, he hit the crossbar, but somehow wrapped his foot around the ball, scored from the rebound on the volley, and it was from his own shot that hit the crossbar, so he scored from the rebound yeah. off his own shot, and the game was stopped in the seventeen minute as well, it was great to play by the ultras, and just to show him that we won 17 in leagues, it, yeah. and all the lads had boiler suits on because of the anti-climb paint, and it was a super, super away trip. Joe's um, mentioned that goal. Yeah, yeah. but how, how he scored... I mean his own, his own his own shot off the crossbar and then he managed to get his own it was, it was crazy it didn't make sense
2: he got a goal similar to that not quite as spectacular against Pats maybe Pats 3-1 when you remember Billy scored two goals in the second half but Pats were beaten us 1-0 Or was usual. this was in Richmond Richard, yeah, yeah we Billy scored
0: Stuart Bourne gave the ball away and, yeah. and Billy banged it but, in but right at
2: half time Twig equalized to so make a one-all. I remember when we had the four ends of the ground that day. That was the first time. Yeah. The come-act fall runs, as well. The, all behind the air with about And the whole end, second half, we just sang yeah, the Twigs on. And we beat them 3-1 the second half. Yeah. But that was a great instinctive, you know, reaction when the ball came back into them. He just boom. He just boom, had boom. it in them,
0: didn't he? But like I said, great, great display by the ultras that day. It was brilliant. Like the game actually got held up for like yeah. eight or nine minutes. It was brilliant. But um, you were speaking of Sean Ryan and... Um, According to his winners and losers article in the Indo, Bray, who are one point ahead of us, are winners and European contenders, were well, Rovers are losers and not really contenders. So Sean Moen mm. doesn't uh, really rate us this season. I'm not sure how
2: that works, to be honest, but yeah has Sean Wayne really watched Rovers and Bray in kind of the last few weeks because <laughs> oh, that's, that's what you're dealing with aren't
1: you there's, there's people don't even watch the there's one you know? team
2: they're coming from
1: that was two different teams the one in the <laughs> Carolisle and the one in Tannen yeah Caroleil looked as a and they were maybe shocking maybe they stopped out. getting paid maybe yeah. yeah there's rumours allegedly rumours of unpaid wages
0: there yeah of course listen we, get, we gave it we gave it one series didn't we I mean Bray lost again the money's dried up we predicted this and we said one series a game so they've lasted a little bit longer and I mean, they're going to struggle. What are they looking at? I mean, four or five hundred a game. These fellas are on big money. We know that.
1: They four hundred something How against they Galway. Then four hundred and something uh, in a recent home game. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. They've conceded 31 goals. Only Harps have let in more. The team in fourth place yeah, that's crazy. have that's conceded crazy the second highest number of goals. That's a super show. Connor yep. Kenna going by the highlights recently, is a disaster. Yeah, have you seen him
0: do you know what honestly I, I, he didn't do it for me at Rovers either so I mean he was good with pats he played well against us that's the only way we can really judge him is playing against you played well against us came to us didn't really
1: impress left and. but this is different it wasn't though. a loss have you seen him defending on the Highlands <laughs> he's pretty poor he yeah. doesn't look interesting yeah. at all he
2: had a great assist for the for the goal against <laughs> the Brownle <laughs> <he's> <laughs> if he was playing for atlone in that game I we'll would have said maybe he's here, but <laughs> Allegedly
0: Ah uh, yeah so uh, That's 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 Bray anyway They're starting to struggle So We're going to move on now We have Tomer and Brando Do
1: Europe It is a test from the East End European edition So The draw for the first And second qualifying round For the Europa League Is going to be on June 19th So we're going to talk about Potential opponents With Tomer Hanchinski And Brandon Miller here So at the time of recording Some of these teams are Unconfirmed Because there's still Games to play But So as we go through the teams you guys are going to jump in, any comments you have, if you've played against teams before, if you know anything about the country, mm-hmm. stuff like that. <coughs> uh, Tom, or I actually didn't get a chance to check, have you ever played in European competition before?
3: Uh, yeah, we have. I played actually with Maccabi Tel Aviv, with, we played in uh, the Champions League qualifiers and we played uh, the Europa League group stage and then we went. We finished second in our group, so we went uh, and then we played against, uh, uh, I think it was Basel. And then, uh if we beat no, we played Basel in the, in the in the Champions League, and then in the European League again because they got knocked out. But uh, it was uh, it was quite an exciting times. It
1: yeah. was a great experience.
3: Oh, amazing, amazing! You know, we played uh, in our group stage. We had uh, we had Bordeaux, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, and uh, Apollon Nicosia. So we were we went to France, Germany, uh, Cyprus. It was uh, quite
4: an experience.
1: Brandon, you have uh, two European campaigns on your belt. So you're looking forward to another taste of Europe.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously really looking forward to it, and um, hopefully we can just do a bit better than we did last year. You know, I think the year before we got through the first round, and even that was a great experience. You know, but this year we're we'll obviously going to be looking to go further again. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. All
1: right, so we're going to start, uh, Tomer. Some of these tricky, some of these pronunciations will be tricky, but we're going to start with you, so. S- name the, the country as well before each team. Okay,
3: so first we have Albania, and that's uh, excuse my pronunciation, but uh, Skanderbru Corse
4: And then we have um, Armenia, Shirak, Zimri. That's not <laughs> bad. Uh, we have Austria, we have uh, either
3: Sturm Graz or uh, Rapid Wien. Azerbaijan. Yeah,
4: Azerbaijan. We have Inta Baku or Zira FK. Uh,
3: we have then Belarus. We have uh, Shaktor uh, or uh, and then there's also Dynamo Minsk.
1: And uh, Dynamo is probably one to avoid. They've been in the group stages a couple of times. Mm, they're, str- they're a strong squad. <laughs>
4: Good luck with this one. Nah, man. We <laughs> <laughs> <You> have Croatia, <laughs> NK, or Around Bosnia.
3: Okay, so then so okay, so we go back to uh, we have Bosnia. <laughs> uh, Bosnia we have uh Zely- Sarajevo and FK Sarajevo. And then we'll go back, we have one more we, have, we also have Bulgaria. You want
4: to do Bulgaria? <laughs> do Bulgaria, <laughs> good it Yeah. Uh, Both have Plovdiv, um, Levski Sofia, Dunav Rusay, or FC Veria. So on to Cyprus now.
3: Cyprus, uh I know Cyprus well. Uh A.K. Larnica and uh Lamosel.
4: Then we have Hungary um Ferenc Varos or Videtown, Viditon Veheva.
3: Next one special for you, Thomas. Yeah, I, kn- I know th- I know these clubs pretty well. In Israel, we have Maccabi Tel Aviv, my uh, one of my old clubs, and then we have also Beitar Jerusalem.
1: They're actually the top seeds in the draw.
3: Maccabi Tel Aviv. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They
3: have the highest uh, coefficient. Yeah, they're, well, they were. They finished second in the. Uh, they finished second in the league, and then they lost in the cup final. So they were hoping to get to the cup final to go into, I think, into the direct in the third round. So, hopefully, I know they're a very strong squad, but I think that it goes by. Uh, uh, geographic location yeah. of where we're going to get so I don't know I don't think that we'll, we'll, we can get them in the first round
1: it'll likely be from the northern region Yeah. It'll likely be from northern so hopefully a lot of if you actually did draw a team from your home country
3: oh yeah, I think it would be fantastic it would be a good test you know go back to see some uh, old people that I know um, you know so it's uh, it'll be exciting times but um, you know hopefully we you know we get a team that's uh, not as strong you know because I think that's uh, I think that's going to bode well for us
4: yeah, okay. uh, Yeah we have Kazakhstan We have Kaurat Almaty Or Irtish Pavlada mm-hmm. One more Is it yeah? <laughs> All we can get mm-hmm. That's right Or the Basay Shimkent We want to avoid them <laughs> <laughs> Do you know them?
3: No <laughs> So you don't have to pronounce the name
4: <laughs> uh, Next we have uh, Lichtenstein And
3: uh, FC Vaduz F- F-
4: then we have Macedonia um is Rabotniki Skopje.
3: Uh Malta we have uh, Valletta FC uh,
4: Moldova um, and Tiraspol, or Milsami or uh,
3: Montenegro um uh, Ladoz or something like that. Podgorica
4: something like that yeah um, in Poland we can get Lek Poznan or Jesus
1: you've heard of the Poznan the crowd thing yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I know in Serbia you can have uh, Red Star Belgrade of course big club uh, or there's another one Vojvodina Novi Sad
1: yeah Belgrade is the scene of Robert's most famous European joint yes it is uh, Brandon, you were in Newcastle at the time when Rovers played in the group stages. Yeah. Did you keep an eye on the games or the results or anything?
4: Um, yeah, well, I would have. I would have known they were there, and you know, I was results. I wouldn't have really known, you know. But um, yeah, obviously, Rovers, I would have kept an eye on when I was there. Yeah.
1: So Slovenia.
4: Um, Slovenia, we have NK Domale or Olymp, Olympja, Jubl no not bad
3: sure. Next uh, Slovakia Slovan Bratislava And uh asked uh,
1: Yeah so every year UEFA regionalize the draw as you mentioned So next up our teams that we cou- could be in the northern region pot On the morning the draw So starting with Denmark
4: Denmark I am um, Lynch BBK FC <laughs> Mitteland Or Randers FC I know I know some teams in Denmark, right? Being playing in
3: Scandinavia, so I know a few of these teams. Did
4: you hear for, Adolphia your Scandinavian experience? Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, hopefully, hopefully we get a team from maybe even Estonia. Estonia is, uh Levadia Tallinn and uh
4: Kalyunome. Where are we? Um, Finland, HJK Helsinki.
3: That's the big one in Finland. In Iceland, uh, Starnan FC and uh, KR Reykjavik
4: and in Latvia Ventspils
3: Northern Ireland that would be a good one for uh for us Crusaders
4: and Norway Odds BK we obviously got them before um, and FK Hugsund.
1: Yeah. so what did you think of Odds BK? We played them uh, 2 years ago.
4: They were they were they were a very good team. Um yeah compared to the first round the team we played then, you know, Odds BK, they were they were, they were a very good side, yeah.
1: I think a ridiculous penalty in the in the first game in Tada.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, I think I think Talla was a very good game. I think when we got there, you know, I think realistically they were a better side than we when we played them over there. Um, but yeah, listen, if we get them again, you know, it'd be a bit of revenge. So
3: uh, Sweden. Sweden, I know this pretty well as well. Uh, I call Stockholm and if uh, uh, go no shopping. Scotland special for you.
4: Scotland, yeah, uh, Rangers. Yeah. yeah, we'll take them all day, yeah? Oh, voilà. And St. Johnson. How big would a game with Rangers be? Yeah, yeah, know, it would be fairly big. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, I think we'd, think we'd really love to get them, yeah? Beef. It's good.
1: In the qualification, in the playoffs, yeah. not, not in the
3: first no, round. No,
4: no, we'll take some
1: of And St. Johnson actually have a uh, very popular former Rawrers goalkeeper, Adam Manis.
4: That's right. Yeah. That's what
1: I heard. Fans love team, because you're getting there now.
4: You're yeah, you. well, I, I hope so. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
1: the cold hero status. Well,
3: yeah. um, I, I'd appreciate that. It would be very awesome. So, um, do, just do the best that I can.
1: So, out of all the teams that we've read today, who would you like, and who would you like to avoid, or any countries even? <sighs>
3: Who would I like? To, who would I like to play against? I would say either. You know, it's it's hard to say because it's not that one team is is weak and another team is just strong. Because the moment that you get to open competition, just basically one game off, you know, you play home and away, so two games, uh, anything can happen. But I wouldn't. I would fancy either Crusaders from Northern Ireland, um, you know, a, a club from uh, Iceland, maybe Starnan FC. Um, you know, I'm trying to think what. Uh, or, or a club from Estonia, maybe Kalju uh, Nome. Uh, I know Tallinn. Uh, uh, um, actually, that's not the... Uh, Flores, that Flores, I think, is the one that's always big in Estonia. So even Levada Tallinn, I think, would uh, would be nice.
1: Yeah, we played Flores um, about six years ago, mm-hmm. and we won that game in the Champions League.
3: Yeah. Oh, so that's something that uh, they'll be good and then seems to to avoid... Uh, you know Norway's Norway, Sweden, and uh, you know the biggest one that you're going to be like, you know, I think to avoid it would be Rangers. Um, it's a it's a huge. Uh, they're a big team. Like we're talking about, you know, regionally matching up. Uh, they're a very big team, obviously popular, very strong. And then uh, I know that uh, you know from Sweden, I know the Swedish clubs are also very big and strong, and I know Norwegian clubs are also very big and strong. So and, and I know Danish clubs as well. You know, Midtjylland also very popular, and they've been playing Champions League group stages. It's a very strong team. Randers, uh, I played against them before. Uh, they're also very big and very very strong. So it's hopefully we can avoid the some of the Scandinavian countries right away, and maybe probably pick up Estonia. Um, yeah, Estonia or northern or northern uh, Northern Ireland.
1: How do you <sighs> That's as well.
0: Jesus. Okay, that was Tomer and Brando do Europe and uh, quite interesting stuff there. Big and strong
1: teams. <laughs> yeah, very interesting pronunciations there by uh, by uh, Brando uh, I, I didn't I didn't give him any advance warning about what I was going to do with that segment, and Brando was
2: horrified when he realised so.
1: what he got himself into. Uh, Tomer was game. You know what he's like.
2: At least Brando's from Europe.
1: yeah uh, Dan Fulham provided us with all the info yeah he's uh, a European expert isn't he yeah and he'd he'd ordered it by country and he had a few jokes in it for example for Belarus, he'd written balls 20 fans and in place of Israel he'd written Palestine so he had a few jokes at that and I actually printed out these sheets for Tom and Brando and I handed it to them so could you imagine if i had forgotten to change that Oh, and it said Palestine on it.
0: Oh, that would have been interesting.
1: But I didn't forget anyway.
0: Like, well, he might be listening, yeah. so <laughs> you know what? Now, so, um, yeah, we have Dan, our European expert, Dan Fulham. We won't uh, we won't mention his alias. <laughs> Explained that if Rovers draw a team in the first round uh, who would also be seeded in the second round, Rovers will then face an unseeded round two team. So, for example, if we drew Vince Bills from Adlafia in the fourth round, we would take their seeding into round two, right? And then Dan reckons the best possible scenario is bench bills. Is that pronunciation all right, lads? Check, check with Brando. <laughs> uh, we will draw bench bills in the first round, Crusaders, O'Connor's Key in the second round, and Everton in the third. So, uh, an ideal team to draw, Jason. Who would you fancy?
2: Rangers. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Rangers. No, I, I wouldn't like Rangers.
1: I'd like Rangers in the second. It would be an event, round. but...
2: Yeah. football be, in terms I don't think so there'll be too much you know, I would like to get Rangers I'd like Cork to get Rangers I think Cork. Cork obviously we know how good Cork are this year I think Cork will give them a game because Corker, you know they, they'll be in season Rangers are signing every Catholic from Mexico and Portugal <laughs> and, and no one's ever heard of
0: what about Marty Waghorn
2: will he will he do the business there against Cork if he come in the Chipper he Chippers Cork, <laughs> not like chippers Cork well, certainly not in Thomas Cross but definitely not I, I wouldn't I'd like to get Rangers Club. if he did get range I wonder would the club put the tickets on open sale before they gave it the season oh to over, touchy
0: subject Jason touchy
2: subject <laughs> uh, we'll get to that later <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so do we have any scoops on what the players are up to on their holidays uh, I, I heard half of them are in Magaluf aka Shagaluf I reckon they're all they, they all got together and said lads listen social media is banned on this holiday what happens in Magaluf stays there that's what's going on right now as we speak as we record the podcast, the lads are running amok. But listen, it's the way it
2: is, isn't it? Mm. i was saying they had a great force after the holiday. They probably faded the second
0: half.
2: <laughs> <I think. laughs> yeah,
0: they look fatigued in the second half of that holiday. Uh, so we had an interview with Stephen Bradley, and he basically said that he's not expecting any transfer activity this summer. He said that a lot of players think we can pay crazy money, which is John Caulfield touched on that as well. And... Um, it's apparently what happened with Christy Fagan at the start of the season as well. Uh, he rejected us due to lack of funds and Pats threw the money at him. So that's him roaming around in the taxi. Dublin City. He,
2: have you ever been in a Christy Fagan's taxi, Jason? I haven't known. No, I haven't. The think about Christy Fagan is, right? And like we know Pats are in a relegation battle. We've talked about it beforehand. And Pats have sort of a lot of players. Good young players you have. we mentioned Markey only before. Ooh. But they put all their eggs in one basket this year. And they wanted to keep uh, Fagan. We we're, were in for him. I don't know, definitely. But there's room as you wear. Dundalk definitely made a bit for him. Bray were in for him. But he wanted to stay there. and you know, Four goals isn't good enough, is
0: it? 15 appearances, four goals, not definitely. I mean, a centre half well, would get that much. Well, in a well, struggling
2: the, team, four goals. But the, my play. point is about the dressing room. Like, you've got him on probably, what, I'm going to guess, 1,200, 1,500 a week. Yeah. And you've got the rest of the players on 200, 300 a week. You know, that's all they'd be on is some of these players. Maybe Conor would be on 500, 600. But the rest of the young lads, and they're sitting in the dressing room like we're in a relegation battle. Yeah, man's on 50, 100, strolling around, bulking up and yeah, putting weight yeah. on, he's doing nothing scored against us but that's all he's really done yeah you know, I, know, I
0: agree with you yeah, definitely and then we have Owen Garvin is available he comes from a great
1: footballing family Carl can you expand on that yeah Garvin played in the home farm schoolboy so- school side with uh, Darren O'Day Chris McCann and Shane Subble and he's Con Martin's grandson oh there you go I didn't yeah. know that
0: that's, there's some new stuff and Sean Dillon a former hoop was released by Dundee, but he's 34 now. Is that is that our potential new Dan Murray, Jason? Do you think we could uh, we could do it with a Sean Dillon in the team to, to shore up that defence?
2: Not a 34, maybe to bring him a bit of an experience. Yeah, we've probably our most problematic um, positions all year being at two centre halves. I think we finally found the right blend with with Pico and Dave Webster, but we're all thinking that if one of them gets injured or get suspended we're, we're really in trouble no, more likely to get suspended ninjas by the way but get a, <laughs> we're, we're, like, we're going to be in trouble so I don't know, Sean maybe for one season Sean's a good player Sean played for Shells Longford quite friendly good with Graham Garland
0: as well Yeah, I think hey, they're he's, good he's pals
2: just, quite friendly with Ryan Kelly as well the yeah. out the good way, but.
0: Could, he could do a job like I said I mean Dan Murray was quite old when he came to us so he could do a job Um, we have Sean McGuire signing for Preston in July he's got a hat-trick in the Dock to put Cork 18 points
1: clear going into the break so can Shepard fill those shoes McGuire will probably get his Ireland call up yeah, in the I mean, middle of
0: his flight thing, literally in the middle oh you've yeah. signed for Preston okay we'll give you a call up. but yeah. I mean Shepard Shepherd, he's I mean we we do Jason I assume you're familiar with our list of hatred on Tales from the East End.
2: well Shepard I mean whenever will never tell his comments after the game i have had your you know your, your list definitely I like Carl always like Carl yeah uh, centre forward but like he's Brilliant with us because and one thing we, we need to maybe get back to for hours and one thing I said, Michael needed very well. He didn't just sign players, he signed like okay, he signed young, hungry players, which Carol fell into that category, yeah. Uh, but he signed players who could play in different positions. So we hadn't got the biggest squad in the league in 2009 2010, but all we had were players who could play in the various positions, you know, with, with Billy. With, Carl Shepard play centre, centre forward outside right. Yeah. With Sivis play left back centre half? With yeah. Tourna could play here? With James Chambers play, you know, centre everywhere. Right back? Everywhere. Room. And that was because you didn't need that big of a squad because you have 18, 19 regular players who could play in a various other you know, positions. Yeah. That's you one know, thing MON could do, couldn't he? So I don't he, know whether Carl would, if, you know, obviously he's gone to the end of July Maguire's gone I think that, that brings someone in they're getting 150 grand from him. I think there's good League of Ireland centre forwards there on the market now Dave Mooney's there before Pat Hoban I think that they move for someone like that rather than yeah. move because Carls having a great season I First think Maguire. so
0: yeah I think they'll just replace uh,
1: Maguire right and for just,
2: league, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think so yeah And thankfully Maguire will be gone just in time for League Cup tie against them
0: yeah, yeah. yeah I, I honestly think we'll do them I reckon we'll do them there so I mean so far on our list of hatred We have Ronan Cortis and Aaron Green on it so far. So Jason, is there anyone you'd like to add on? It's an, Considering you're our first studio guest, we'll we'll give you the, the honour of adding someone to our list of hatred. Is there anyone you'd like to add on to our list of hatred for this season? It's a seasonal thing. So far we have Ronan Cortis deservedly on it and we have Aaron Green purely because he's a prick. <laughs> Let's be honest. If there's anyone else you'd like to add on to it I know we're putting you on the spot
2: so Conor Bourne for overreaction because of his you know giving it all you might have had reason for that but I you know, thought it was childish and I want to put the prof on here because the stats here every week <laughs> every time we're supposed to start up something Jesus. goes wrong with. he told him we never lost we haven't lost in so many games against Braham you would beyond be on the, 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 the yeah. list of hatred here. Drawn it. we haven't lost I don't know since the Pope was an altar boy against Drodin and he mentions that we get beaten by Drodin and I had him gone I told him earlier this when, when we got beaten by Patsy Carrie Pope on the podcast before Conor Bourne is about to score as a 100 goal for Patsy on 99 goals and I was out and when I said the he goal was scored by Bourne it wasn't him but I was blaming him it was Curtis Bourne and I thought it was Conor Bourne and I was coursing that man in the ground so when I went and I said that prof, he's getting
1: it <laughs> Jeez, I never thought I'd, I'd end up on the list of
2: hatred now.
0: So, Carl, you could be. So, I think—is it official? We'll be at, we at we had Conor Bourne. So, J, Jason Maloney Conor yeah. well,
2: Bourne he played for all that sporting thing all team that we never be. Yeah. So he oh, and yeah. he I scored
0: think. four goals against Intala. So, Conor yeah. Bourne, you are officially on the list of hatred. <laughs> so next this question is from Kevin McGlone. Uh has Jason made up with Roddy after his case of mistaken identity in Talca Park years ago
2: if only Kevin McGlone asked that question mm-hmm. okay the situation was it was a I think it was could have been the quarter final of the cup in 1989 we were away at the home farm we were getting beaten 1-0 and Roddy Collins was playing centre forward for us we were all shite absolute shite we right. played with pitch by home farm team we were nothing we end up drawing the game 1-0. Larry Murray scored a free kick. Every new 2 over eight, Larry Murray would play for Halvers in his late 70s. Jason, I have to stop
0: you there and just say your memory is absolutely <laughs> outsa- insane. I thought Jose's memory insane. was good. But this we is, thought Jose was good. Yeah. And this is on top of a good eight cans of boomers here, lads. <laughs> Let's be honest.
2: We only start going after 10.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Go on, keep going. Well, anyway, we're all in the horrors. we get getting beat 1-0. And... Someone lets a roar, uh, a guy called Kevin McGlone at a roar, Roddy were wearing okay. <laughs> black jackets, we were to go And Roddy turned around and he says, See you, you're outs- you want- If you want to say that to me, I'll see you outside, okay? So he pointed in the general direction of me and Kevin, but it was Kevin Simon, so we talked no more about it. We went into the town after, so usually did then. It was 1989, it was 19. We used to go to the same chipper, right, at the top of O'Connell Street, Parnell Street, and he used to think it was one quid for the for pork and chips that day went in there and lo and behold, Roddy comes in. And the lad started looking at me say, saying, There's Roddy. So it wasn't me, but he looked at me and he just stared at me, right? Didn't say anything right. A few years later, um, my girlfriend was Sandra, her dad, Eamon, late like, Eamon Siri, great Roberts fan, he, he's a uh, RIP, he died a few years ago. But he was working with Roddy on the building so Eamon was a bricklayer, Roddy was a plasterer And Roddy comes into the house and I'm sitting there, and Sandra's mad tries, Ah Roddy, make up with Jason there, shake his hand. And I went to shake his hand. <laughs> and he he was. not was I swear off. to God. I swear to God. up. <laughs> but it wasn't me. Listen, me and the Roddy fell out. It wasn't me. It was Kevin McGlone. Oh, mm, God. And,
1: so uh, Kevin McGlone. And Jason, tell everyone what you said to Roddy in the Glamour suite a few months you ago. You had
0: trouble getting in, which, is, oh, which, get is, which isn't uh, quite a mistake. Let's be honest. I mean, you don't let a member in the Glamour suite. It was trouble. So tell us what you told Roddy when. Uh, I oh, didn't
2: get in the camera to sleep, but Roddy wasn't there when I went in and he, well I got a ticket anyway from Tony R thanks very much Tony good long Tony Orr's a listener so shout out to Tony man, Tony and I went to give Tony his ticket back his pass back as I was going back over to the, the east stand in the second half and one of the guys rather sad Sally, from I was there and they sit beside Roddy I was saying to him terrible I couldn't get in the stand and he goes ah, no problem Roddy getting in. The Roddy get in so he's trying to Roddy get up. in with a pass so yeah no, no, no problem, problem. says Roddy did you use the toilet in there He goes, what do you mean? Because you couldn't manage a good (laughs) 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 shite.
0: I tell you what, very true. So, uh, we go on to Celtic now and uh, another one of Jason's teams, Mark Turner said, uh, Jason, would you rather see Rovers win the 25th FAI Cup or would you like to see Celtic win the Champions League?
2: Rovers, 25th Cup, without a doubt. I love Rovers, I love Celtic, Celtic is like, you know, Q's was f- supporting so many teams. Rovers won Celtic field, the rest of it, you know, they depend they, on the significance. But, you know, with Celtic you you follow Celtic, you follow Celtic Celtic for a reason. It's not all football reasons. And it's only yeah. you get it or you don't get it. That's my view on Celtic. Yeah. You know, people who I agree are listening with to it. Celtic, you know, you get it. But Rovers I'll give you a great example of what my difference between Rovers is We're gonna play it, obviously on the 9th of July. I'll be with eighth of July, I'll be with a few Celtic fans I know. Um, I wrote an article on the programme the last time that Rovers played Celtic pre season friendly. I think it was February 2010, and uh, it was probably Celtic to be team. But I explained the, the, the whole difference at that point. I was in Seville in May 2003, where over 80,000 Celtic fans 80, got a ticket 80? for the game, an absolutely unbelievable event. Friends, I knew Celtic fans, I was absolutely, Celtic lost 3 2, heartbreaking got in the game by hooker by crook great start here we're going to get Until but we'll be, two, we'll be all day again. Come on. great great game got, got to the game got beaten 3-2 in the horrors blah blah right that was May end of June early July 2003 Rovers played in the not even the first round the preliminary round of the Total Cup and we played away to Gornik Zabra in Poland I wasn't 80,000 fans this time it was 150 Sharmac Rovers fans in a ground, an obscure place in Poland. That yeah. team's actually gone out of his distance now, by the way. Just heard he went to... Fun yeah, it went bust. Yeah, yeah it went bust. And we're always 1-2. One one, the two grand scored, Tony and... Steven. Stephen, that's it. I knew we were going to say Steve. that's mm-hmm. right. They scored the goals, and I swear to God, not only me, I looked at Jimmy Conrad, turned around and roared and we were, we were actually roared and crying, so there I was. In little, you couldn't get any further, two sides of spectrum. It was like yeah. the preliminary round of the Intertop to try and qualify if they the a the Cup. Or else, two to the say, month yeah, before, i yeah. had been in. There were eighty thousand Celtic fans in the actual pinnacle of that trophy. <laughs> about the Rover, course. but Rover's the us a bit more. Of it. That's see, it. That's, see, that's
0: people don't realise what it means. I mean, it's it's more than just like we say. It's more just results. It's more just the club. It's it's more just the culture. It's
2: it's a way of life. That's the way we describe it. The Rover's is everything. You know, it's oh look, i it before I started for the Rovers I got friends and school off the road now my best friends on the way for rovers fans i'll we'll be best yeah. man with three separate rovers fans i'll we'll be best men no way yeah, best yeah. man have you got those speeches no. on tape always the boys, man <laughs> <laughs> no i have been yeah and we we'll go away on holidays now with people people like me true friends it's I'll go to parties it's rovers that's it the people are ring, who's in your whatsapp group yeah. it's not your school mate it's not your man the road it's not your work mate it's it's rovers the that's one it. thing
0: i will say the social side of things with rovers is fantastic I mean you look, I mean, think about it let's, let's, let's give an example you're going to Finn Harps right let's say in a week's time you 2 o'clock your bus you're drinking beforehand you get on the bus you're having a bit of crack you're drinking cans you're on the bus for 3 hours you come off you're in the pub you're in the shamrock or wherever you're drinking you're, you're drinking cans you're back in the ground you win your game you're home you're, it's just a it's a long day it's a, but it's just it's a way of life and it's just there's no better there's no better thing that's, that's the way I feel anyway
2: I would enjoy it better if I wasn't a pioneer as well.
1: Though. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's hope you deleted that the, uh, Twitter <laughs> post as well before you say that. But obviously, you still enjoyed Celtic's uh, unbeaten treble-winning season. The That's most, brilliant. the most notable unbeaten treble after the Rovers' 1924-25 treble of the League, FAI Cup, and Shield.
0: Yeah, let's remember that. I forgot that. One. <laughs> you weren't there for that,
2: no. Was babysitting.
0: But I think uh, I think that's all the Celtic we have. Since all the Celtic news we have this week. Um did anything
1: else happen? No, I think that that was I, no other Celtic news.
0: I don't think so. Uh, maybe we could talk about the tickets. <laughs> Probably a little bit messy.
2: okay, so in the end the ticket situation went it <sighs> like, turned out to be okay. Any robbers fan that needed a ticket did get the opportunity to buy a ticket and fair play to the club, they got it right in the end. They kept some tickets by uh and even they went so far as, like, you know, there was talk about tickets being sold at halftime, which would have meant people would have been, like, you know, you know, the store would have to leave the game in the first half not be able to watch the game. So they Missed maybe
0: up. 10, 20 minutes of the second and half. When they,
2: put, they put the tickets on sale in, in, in the first half, you know, at 7 o'clock before the game started. For me, like, you know, it's, you're Overs fan, your season if season, you remember, you know, and every club in the world, anywhere you go, you've got to give priority to your, your loyal customers. 100% agree you with know, you, Jason. We're not a business. We are a business in certain ways, we're But we're, we're football fans. We're not consumers. We're football fans, you know? Yeah. You know, certain people looked at the, that issue. Okay, let's get 6,000 people through the gate. Let's sell the ground out. We're always going to sell the ground out. This is S- Celtic. 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 Celtic,
0: I mean, no matter what way you were going to sell the tickets, they were going to sell. Look at the team that they had this season. They went unbeaten. Mm. They were, had a treble. They're going to sell those tickets no matter what. And that has, should have been taken into account. Like I said,
1: it's everything is okay now we can deal with this we can learn from mistakes but um obviously yeah, mistakes were made I mean the match was five weeks away there was no rush to put them in sale but I mean at halftime of the past game you could have easily got tickets you got four yeah I could have got one if I wanted it's not my thing personally but in the end there were enough held back for our fans so yeah, like it wasn't. Said, it, it wasn't was a complete disaster. Yeah, it was dealt with in the end. I mean, but yeah. it
0: wasn't dealt with in in the the best way possible. But like I said, it was dealt with in the end, and we learned from a mistake, so we can move on. And uh, the Rovers and Celtic friendly is in July 8th. It's a week before the Burnley one, and in a video Celtic post about the pre season, who Brendan, Brendan Rogers, he speaks highly of our management team, and he used to work with Damien Duff at Chelsea, of course. So it's. Uh, that's 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 some good stuff. We've got some more questions for Jason as well and James Cook wants to know is Bert still alive in Glasgow? Bert?
2: I think Bert would one of the guys of a, well, our first time in Glasgow I think 1987. We went to uh, myself James. Just let known that I
0: was born in 1988. That's when we went
2: there. <laughs> myself James. Good rovers on James Cook, Mark Whelan, Robbie Tom. Yeah we went yeah, the to Yeah James is Gladys. a super hoop, right. We went over and uh, we went to be nowhere to stay and we ended up going to a uh, you know, fresh faced seventy eight year olds going to Glasgow, not nowhere mm. to go. You know, we go to Glasgow, you got to have nowhere to go. And we end up going to a you know, a B and B in a place called Denison. Close to Parkhead, but okay. not a good area. And Bert was the was the guy there, our kind house that day. We couldn't get anywhere to stay and Bert looked after us. So that's from yeah, it yeah.
0: It. And then we have Kenny Barrett. Now just just a word of Kenny Barrett, I have I, I will always be in debt to Kenny Barrett because Kenny got me into rowers when we were working on post together and Kenny is the, I'm going to be honest, he's the ultimate chancer. Kenny just makes me smile whenever I think of him because, I'll give you an example, right? We were in work and we had a fella called Charlie, he's, he's actually a balls fan, and he'd say to me, he says, where's that Kenny bollocks? And I'd say, he's on his way in, don't worry, and kenny be texting me saying, if Charlie's asking me where do you, where I am, tell him I'm on the way in, right? So, the RT news was on at six o'clock, there was some sort of special announcement and, uh, Charlie's asking me Charlie the boss is saying to me where's Ken he's on the way in I need, I need to make sure the shift is covered and I'm saying he's coming in don't worry well Ken is texting me saying listen I'm on the way in just just tell him I'm on the way in it's no big deal tell him I'm on the way and I'll get there eventually so Ken is spotted on the RT News slugging a can <laughs> on his way to a Rovers away game and I'm saying to Charlie he's on his way in don't worry about it so Charlie says to me so Ken on his way in yeah I said oh yeah he'll be here in no time he'll be here in an hour max max and I says so uh, are you sure i said yeah so he, he brings me up and he shows me on his phone he took a, a video of it he says is, is that him so ken's there swigging a can in the back <laughs> and the rt was on his way with the rover scarf on and he got caught but that just always sums ken up for me he's an absolute chancer and he got me into rovers and i i just couldn't his, his his enthusiasm was amazing from there on in and it just got me hooked
2: Kelly's I mean, so, on now at the moment in Glasgow as well Kenny says and I think it's Paisley says it, but we're in Glasgow to sell again but he always brings the Shamrock Rovers Glasgow flag around Kenny's a good guy yeah.
0: whenever you mention like like he said in his most recent Facebook post he said that he mentioned he was a Rovers fan and the drinks were being bought from so he's he's always like a super Rovers family like one of the the, the original Rovers families of the Barres from Crumlin moved out to Bad Brigan, and you have all the sons the father all going to the game so it's it's nice to see But uh, so what was the question that Kenny sent in? Kenny uh, said, "What's your opinion on Hugh Dallas, former SPL referee, yeah, Jason?
2: Hugh Dallas is a former SPL referee, as you quite rightly say. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's no longer involved in the in the you know the Scottish panel of referees. He's working for the SFA and a, a good journalist called Phil been The best of the work, you know. Always been a talk in in Glasgow, and you know the Celtic are being prejudiced against by referees. And said referee, Mister uh, Hugh Dallas was in he was actually caught sending an email around to the, the, the guys about, you know, slagging the Pope. The Pope was due a visit in Scotland at that time, and he sent a quite sectarian, you know. Oh, well, we, can't, we,
0: couldn't, we couldn't tolerate that so type of thing. That you know. was
2: only about three or four years, but in 1999, a few of us were way ahead of it. You know, we knew about, you know, you Dallas' background on what he was capable of, so a few of us, you know, took matters into our own hand, and we, you know, we tried to... No, the spell of what he was, was <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll
0: go with that we'll go with that uh, we have Damien Duff and Robbie Keane played in the Michael Kirk testimonial match at Al Trafford this week and uh, they've, they've, they've both still got it I, I mean, I mean Damien didn't really get a chance with us I mean you can't really tell much from a testimonial but uh, Keane scored and the commentator mentioned that he still trains every day with Shamrock Rovers how true that is we don't know that's a nice little plug for the club yeah the same. nice little plug I mean we'll take that and in other news there was a great piece on the Irish Times about the Boston Rovers will you can take it from here because this is a I, lo- I love this this is a really interesting piece
1: yeah I read that piece in the Irish Times and it mentioned a book called Summer of 67 Flare Power Race Riots Vietnam and the Greatest Soccer Final Played on American Soil what a title <laughs> and the book features Boston Rovers and it uh, mentions the, the final because Wolves beat Aberdeen 6-5 after extra time in the final. And uh, the author thanks Noel Byrne, Robbie Gaffney, former Rovers player. And in the acknowledgements, he interviewed Mick Leach and Paddy Mulligan. Yeah, uh, good old Paddy Mulligan. Um, we, we're thinking we'll get him on again, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're hoping to get Mick and Paddy on the show soon to talk about Boston Rowers 50 years ago. So, what did you think of our interview with Larry last month, Jason?
2: And Larry was, yeah, he was obviously a controversial subject to speak about. But I think he carried himself well. Uh, kind of, kind of a split opinion on the Facebook page. Some people were giving out, but let's face it, what Larry was talking about on the casual scene It does. It's there, at all. It's it's there and it's so a it's popular It's there seeing. since I've been there. And, yeah,
0: there you, you know, go. I mean, that's the way we. That's the way we went. I mean, we're not shy on this show, and we we do like to. Talk about whatever is relevant, and it is quite relevant when it comes to Rovers and Bowes derbies. And it's not something we'll shy away from. So, we've had a couple of people try and clear this one up. Mm-hmm. Can you clear up where the name Larry came from, Jason?
2: Larry, okay. Larry, before someone heard that, and it's definitely the truth, is um, I know it's been used by the Rovers, the bogey bus or the lads or whatever, but he a good Rovers one, still goes against today, We guy called Tony Byrne. Uh, one of the original members of the Yorkshire crew, and we had the Yorkshire come crew the years. Tommy's a great man for catchphrases and phrases, and he always used the word Larry. I'm going back to the late 90s, early 90s even, late 80s, early 90s, Tommy's hobby, Larry. I remember one day that really stuck, we were over in a holiday in Eos, in Greece. It was a first ever foreign holiday, it was 1991, I remember, and uh, we were drinking in Eos, and obviously the pump was over here then, or the pound, the original pound, and the drink was cheap over here then, relatively cheap. But in EOS it was like crazy. It was about a fifth of the price for nothing. So there's loads of EOS was a play It was Greek, Holy Island, Scandinavians. So if we found the, the drink treat, imagine how the Scandinavians, the Swedes, yeah, and all these guys. You know. So one time I got mixed up in the, the bunch we were with. So a few Rovers lads. When all Rovers lads other guys. is we're calling be laddie for the for the week. Anybody wait come on, Larry, there's a tip. Come a here, man. yeah, it was just one of those I know, things. I I've been off the beach 90, track. 91. For a while. Yeah, ninety one. I've been missing for a while and the lads didn't know where I was, or the lads unless you were ahead of me, and I walked up and I seen a Swedish guy walking down the road and he was peladic. He was falling all around the place. I could see the lad just above me. And a man came walking down and stumbled, and he went, What's the story, Larry? You still have to gargle. <laughs> and <laughs> then he just turned around and just laughed, so Lady, so honestly, that's one the, of the origins, uh, anyway don't yeah. mind version Forky was, Farky was on the, in the nappies don't mind Forky I so, must say that to him. I can't
1: wait for we, that we can dismiss Forky's version then you know, you we
2: dismiss Forky's version of anything <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay so we have another one now Carl you want to take this yeah um, it's a balls related question when was the first time Jason
2: you witnessed trouble at a Rovers balls game first time yeah. actually you witnessed trouble Bobby you know going back to the Obviously there was a bit of trouble in the shed and the late 70s. early yeah, they always We well, took the shed with the Bose fans in that, it. That was a little later. That song came from, from the 90s but Then we had to like I've seen things like Mad Paddy Dunham. Like I hadn't say that, I heard about it Mad Paddy Dunham around the shed in his own with with a hatchet around the whole shed in his own, you know, Mad Paddy. But the first I've ever seen it was, it was it was during the unbeaten run we had, I think it was the game that ended the unbeaten run against Bose. And we had to play in Danny went against them for a few years. We actually shared shed the not shed, the whole main stand with them. It's a twenty-three game one beating one, was wasn't it? 23 yeah, one and this I think it ended this day. And might, this might sound like that we were bad losers, but the old casual thing was only really starting. I think it was ninety three was what it was our, no, it was our first game in the against Bowes in the RDS. It was a man called the October Monday. They beat us one 0 David t t him scored a goal and we were coming out on the ground and when I was with load robbers and the horrors were four or five thousand at the game and both with a young mob came out and that's the first time I was saying and they came out on the outside and they came out singing songs and the way your Rain is robbers mob or something like that and then the lads apparently
0: says let's go let's have some and of this went and
2: that was the force and since then it's kind of grown it's got kind of a bit crazy yeah, now it's, geez, it's that, was
0: quite, that was very early wasn't it yeah, so before
2: the, in the years before the, we, we, we'd been in the same stand and when we, we had to use Danny Mount as our home ground it in the same stand obviously we be banter there'd be stick there'd be things going yeah, be on yeah. but that was the force and that's, cause, and that's when the casual scene in Ireland started to grow Kicked and, off. and every time after that there was trouble Police, every and that system. would have
0: coincided with the, the explosion of maybe dance and an ecstasy and ecstasy and and that scene in and Ireland, Ireland have, as well. Uh, yeah, so if,
2: if, don't think we're still hugging each other in the big ballroom. Either Rawls and Bowls fans wouldn't have
0: been hugging each other. Let's. But uh, we'll move on to more random news now. We have Kevin Teeley who played New Zealand in a the Frenia Strabuck on Tuesday. And that turned out a 5-2 I think it was. Marty Waters got a goal. I think that was a Confederation's Cup qualifier. Yes. Was it? <laughs> yeah. But unusual, but we Rovers have played international teams too. We beat Argentina under 23s in India last year, and we played the Japanese national team three times on a tour of Japan in 1975. And the Isle of Man, Jason, one of your favourites in 1997, and the 20th anniversary of what Jason called the best holiday of his life. Ah, oh, what
2: a trip! We tried to get together, we were playing the group with a uh, Preston.
0: I noticed on Facebook that there seemed to be a very popular following between uh, yourself and a couple of people who were at that tour and, and on holiday together. So it was uh, it's good to see I mean it's so long going it's it's good was a to great see tour. You're I mean we still we're still in contact with people.
2: Yeah, we lost it was a great trip, about one hundred and fifty went over. Maybe a couple hundred but was We lost the first game to say this we lost the first game to Alden Five 0 disaster. Played the next time against Preston. Five nil but the, the lads are in the jolly. Yeah. Next time we play Preston we got beaten 2-0 but it wasn't too bad we were supposed to go home after the second game but it was a week and we were supposed to play you we weren't playing Friday. the other man on the Friday so Tony Cousins top of my ex-favorite players and that's why I didn't mention Tony here I thought about John Coley and Gary Twig but Tony was brilliant and Tony couldn't make the first two games because he was working because of work commitments oh. but he flew into the other man for our last game against the other man selection <laughs> right so at this stage every month we got a great balls, good crack with all the lads all the other fans from mm. Wigan were there Wrexham all them present. Yeah, they a were bit all controversial, up, Jason. Don't mind them, don't mind them. <laughs> <laughs> the alliance. Uh, so, so I told everybody how good hey, Tony Cousins was, right? So we all got to get all like every fell fell for hours, we're a good crack game, we got beat to, you know the usual Yeah. great like, everybody wanted us to win the lad the Friday night game, so we ended up playing against the other man selection. Uh, we actually we won I think it was three or four one, but Tony Cousins got a hat-trick and we all said and you were the man for the weekend?" if Tony scores if Tony scores a goal, we're all going to run the pitch and do things you know put your jersey over the head so we're all sitting there waiting waiting. waiting. Tony Cousins we're eight minutes you know, tell all these guys all week Wait, the Cousins arrives right, eight minutes in he scores so I'm like that I'm like hey yeah <laughs> there and you know, go round the pitch jersey over the head brilliant style that's the one Ravanelli always trying to get cleared when Bravinelli was the one <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: and yeah. um, yeah so it sounds like a really good tour but uh next up we have a interview from bartley ramsey a Finn harps fan and historian yeah so let's go
1: okay i'm here with Finn harps fan and historian bartley ramsey and we're going to talk about the game in body buffet in friday so this is actually the second time this season harps are going into the Rovers game with some good form you you can explain why that is but how do you think your season has gone so far
5: um, I think most Harps fans would be pleasantly encouraged with the way the season has gone. Um, we got a, a large um, turnover of personnel during the close season, and um, we now have a, a very much a, a good attacking bite to the side, which might have been lacking um, in previous seasons. And more particularly, I, I noticed that uh, our goals against column is rising heavily. Uh, which wouldn't have happened in the last two seasons under Ali, but uh, maybe that's, that's a consequence of actually having these attacking players in the side and having more of an attacking threat.
1: Uh, it's quite funny the way Ali Horgan plays down his team's chances. I've never seen a manager do it quite like him.
5: Uh, Ali, Ali's, Ali's a law unto himself. Um, I don't know whether it's a mentality that he brought into when he started managing Harps first, or whether he's developed it over time, but that's, that's the way Ollie looks at it. seems to think that the opposition, in, in every case, is quality opposition, uh, and that we're going to struggle. Look, we'll take it as it is. Ollie knows better than we do, and um, we certainly wouldn't argue with the results to date.
1: But last time Roberts and Harvest met, it must have been heartbreaking from your point of view. It was a last-minute goal by Simon Madden, having, having pulled it back to 2-all, and Paddy McCart rolling back the years that night.
5: Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we I think we've been more or less outplayed in the first half of that game, and and Rovers were quite deservedly in a two goal lead. Um, the second half, McCourt just decided this was his show, um, and that that's not to take away from some of the other players that were there that night because they all seemed to step up in the second half, and like when we got the second goal, um, it, it seemed there was only going to be one winner, and it wasn't going to be Rovers. Um, and I think Rovers only shot of the second half was Simon Madden's goal which, uh, w- which was very bitter to take at the time Harps um, and, and, and Rovers had a very healthy rivalry over the years and Harps and fans love putting one over Rovers so it wasn't to be that night and we take it on the chin and hopefully we can address it on Friday night
1: it Three cracking goals wasn't it, by Rovers Have you, can you recall conceding three goals of that quality in one game?
5: Uh, no, but I don't generally try not to remember goals Harps have conceded. Um, Carl, you know, um, it's not something that you you, you would think about. Um, it's possibly you know possible that that we did, but I mean, like all three of them, the, the first two were great strikes from outside the box. Um, defensively, Ollie, I'm sure would have said no, they should have been closed down and not given the time. But look, that's that's the way it is. And uh, Simon Madden's winner was just a beauty. Um, even though it did consign us to a defeat y- you can still see the, the good in it but um, hopefully we won't see anything similar on Friday night
1: Panny McCord of course, started his League of Ireland career with Rovers back in uh, 2005, both clubs were relegated that year and Harp's only away win in the entire season was against Rovers at Daily Park, a 4-1 win and at least McCart gave Rovers fans something to cheer about, it was a belder from long range but a good night for you guys
5: Yeah, absolutely. I actually remember the game quite well. Um, I actually think that was the night that we went on to the pitch and the Dublin branch actually donated uh, a sum of money to Rovers Fighting Fund at the time, um, which was only repayment of a debt that Rovers fans had done for us some years previously. When we were in trouble, they had donated money as well. Um, We did win 4-1. My most surreal moment, I think, in League of Ireland football was when we presented the cheque. Uh, and we were coming off the, fa- the pitch, and the Rovers fans were all singing, "We love you, Finn Harps, we do," um, which was quite surreal. And then for us to, to, to beat you so comprehensively on the pitch well, it was amazing. Um, I, I looked at YouTube earlier on, and that McCourt goal was on it. Um, I can't remember if it was the best goal of the night or not. Um, we'll give it to you, as you know we scored four times after that. I remember Paddy McCourt actually getting sent off in that match. Um, but no, we're, we're very pleased with Paddy and we're, we're delighted he's at Fen Park.
1: And uh, we have one former Harris player in our squad, Darren Meenan. He started his senior career in Donegal, which is unusual for a Dubliner.
5: Yeah, Darren's father, I think, is from Derry. Uh, and I think that's where the connection came from. Um, and I think, you, you'll have to forgive me recall because I didn't go to the history books. I think Darren started with us in the 2006 season before moving on. Um, wasn't a particularly good season for Harps. That's not to say it wasn't a good season for Darren, but he is a quality player. And you know we've seen like he's been with Dundalk since then. He's obviously moved to you guys this year. You know he is a top, top, top league of Ireland player.
1: Another two uh, former well-known hoops would be uh, Jody Byrne and Gina Brazil. They spent a brief time with Harps. People, people might not remember that, but any memories, any memories of uh, those players?
5: Um, I hate to say Gino Brazil he, he played in a 7-0 defeat to Derry City in a League Cup game in the Brandywell um, Gino as far as I recall only spent about a month or six weeks with us he, he came with another player at the time Clem McCauley um, from memory I think they came from home farm but again I could be wrong on that um, Jody Byrne will be a different kettle of fish Jody stayed with us for an entire season the 97 98 season when we reached the Cup semi final against Shelburne. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, Carl, there was some controversy over the penalty that Shelburne got that night, where Jody was in the back of the nets wiping his gloves. Um, when the referee, uh, who was from Waterford and whose name escapes me now, signaled for the kick to be taken, Stephen Gagan duly rolled the ball into one corner. Cue uproar. Harps went absolutely crazy. Um, Byrne wasn't clearly ready, um, and the Harps fans as well. And we we were narrowly beaten one nil that night. And uh, yeah, not a particularly pleasant memory. But Jody Jody did very well for us that season, um, and he moved on after that. But yeah, no, he's a very good goalkeeper. Um, as I say, Gino didn't really have an awful lot of time with us, so my memories stick with that memory, that defeat in the Brandywell um, and I'm sure hopefully Gino's erased that from his memory at this stage
1: Uh, When Harris played their first ever game in senior football it was actually against Rovers in uh, 1969 but uh, it wasn't an enjoyable experience for you guys it was a a baptism of fire you would say
5: Um, Absolutely, I mean 10-2 was the the, the defeat and I know from talking to guys who played on that team um, they were just caught cold the, the, there's no way to describe it Rovers had a team I wouldn't say full of internationals but there were a huge amount of Irish internationals in that side as well I think Mick Leach, for example got five goals um, that night um, it's just a, one of those things I mean Harps did recover from that and go on um, we we were only beaten twice all season at home in that first season the first game was by Rovers and the last game was by Waterford on the last day of the season which was a 4-2 defeat and to put that in perspective Waterford were league champions that year um, no no as I said to you earlier on Carl um, Rovers and Harps have a healthy rivalry and I think that 10-2 defeat is one of the reasons why Harps fans do like to put one over Rovers fans and um, you know yeah baptism of fire whose fault it was no idea it's lost in the midst of times but look Harps came back and I mean later on that season they drew two all with Rovers in ball face, so just shows you the, the, the level that they got to very very quickly after that defeat
1: it's actually the last time any Rovers player got five goals <laughs> it was that, it was that five, five and goals I, I,
5: and I hope it will be the last time ever that a Rovers player scores five against Harps
1: so if you were to pick out some famous Rovers Harps games, uh, maybe a Rovers fan might pick out the 1978 FAI Cup uh, come from behind win an extra time, they might say 1991, FAI Cup 4-3, what game would stick out in your mind?
5: Um, one of the, the particular games that sticks out in my mind was in 1983, um, Rovers came to Buffet, they were just starting I think out on that 4 in a row um, side. And Harps beat them 2-1. Uh, in ball Buffet Brendan Bradley scored twice that day, and Declan McIntyre, the Harps goalkeeper, had a, a, just one of those games where everything that he did, you know, the ball seemed to stick, or he turned it around the post, or whatever else. Um, it, was, it was a huge game that was, um, and at the time, Harps and Rovers were neck and neck at the top of the title or top of the league table. Um, as I say, Rovers went on to win the title that year and Harps, unfortunately, fell away after a very promising start. Um, trying to think of other games, we did mention the 2005 game already where Paddy McCourt starred for um, for, for Rovers. Um, that, that one certainly sticks in the memory. Um, any others really stick in the memory? I suppose there was a 5-1 defeat in Milltown, which was memorable for... Um, Eddie McGinley's strike for Harps um, he hit a, a free kick was rolled to him hit the ball now I'm sure I'm getting longer as the years go on but he was certainly 30-35 yards out the ball just rose very very slightly and ended up in the top corner and ironically enough the Rovers goalkeeper was Jody Byrne on that occasion um, Rovers and Harps they, they, they always seem to have very good games and good battles against each other I mean the, the game earlier on this season as, as well was another interesting uh, game you know could have gone either way in the end up Rovers got the winner still sticks a wee bit in the throat but yeah
1: You mentioned the good relationship between the two clubs has always been a good relationship between the supporters they get on well and as you mentioned we've helped you help out each other in the past financially as well
5: Oh yeah no absolutely I, I mean I, I know from talking to some Rovers fans that going to Bal is a pleasure for them and they actually make a full weekend out of it um, we we always like to welcome opposing supporters with open arms. There are certain grounds in the league where I know that Rovers fans aren't you know, welcomed with open arms. So, look, long may the thing continue. As I said, Rovers were very good to us in the early 2000s when we were in trouble. And, you know, we we repaid the debt very, very slightly um, when Rovers were trying to get Tala up and running. And, and the whole thing was was the, the 400 club was just coming into um taking over the club and everything and you know I think that's the way it should be in League of Ireland football um, we're very much a minority as League of Ireland football fans are but uh, I think you know teams should help each other out and certainly I would hope that the relationship between the Hoops and the, the Harps will continue for many years.
1: Uh, This is actually my first trip to Body Buffet, so I'm looking forward to it, but there's been plans in place for a while for a new stadium. Uh, What's the latest on that?
5: Uh, The latest is that they're trying to draw down the funding. When the new stadium was started all those years ago, we were told that the the funding was ring-fenced and it would be put in place for drawdowns. As far as I know, there's only been one tranche of money has been released to us. Um, When you're up there, Carl, you could actually take a walk around and have a look it's similar to what happened to Talla, where there's one sort of stand, mostly built, concrete structures there, and nothing else. Um, but we're very, very hopeful that um, things will get moving and we'll be able to, um, to to get the stadium up and running. No different to Rovers, we think it would bring a huge boost to the club. And, um, you know, it, it's something that has to happen sooner rather than later.
1: And finally, can you give us a prediction for Friday?
5: absolutely not i'm too long a supporter of the league of ireland to um to give predictions i predict that there will be a game predict that um, there possibly will be goals um, i think harps have only kept one one or two clean sheets all season which way it will go i've no idea if harps turn up it'll be their night if rovers bring what they can to the equation it could be their night no i'm definitely not going to give you a prediction
1: very there. diplomatic
5: <laughs> oh you would have to be I've got a lot of good friends up in uh, with rovers and I'd hate to fall out with any of them
0: ok so that was Bartley Ramsey talking a little bit about rovers and Finn Harp's history Carl what have you got to say about that
1: um, the manager of the England under 20s team who won the world cup today the under 20s world cup was Paul Simpson and he's a former Finn Harp's player so Bartley said that he'd send a text to him
2: today to say congratulations yeah it was a really good achievement in fairness too. I, I actually remember that at that time that was on the mid 80s Finn Harps actually had some kind of connection with Man City Paul Timms was playing for the Man City <coughs> Reserve Center, and about two, there was two or three players he was on loan from Man City wasn't he yeah. exactly on loan yeah. from Man City they loaned him out to Finn Harps. for some reason Finn some I yeah, remember that I see Bartley I remember Bartley years ago Bartley's a good lad I was in the programme I know you were at the programme fair today I was yeah Carly, I, met, I, I was in the programme club the double programme Jesus I was going back over 25, 20 years ago, I was in the problem Club with Bertie. He's a Man City fan as well. Maybe yeah. he the link of getting Paul Simpson over. Yeah,
0: we've we'll going back a long time. Yeah, the they're still in contact, yeah. Maybe that's the
2: reason he sounds very like Robert Gargoynt on my interview. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly.
0: So we have uh, the Harps Support Liaison Officer, Aidan McNellis posted on the Rovers' Forum, as he always does, saying that all Rovers fans are welcome to Finn Park, but he did mention that the Donegal Rally is on that weekend, so... If you're planning on staying Drop it away Tomo That's Tomo Parsons Dropping a pint of Guinness Right beside me yep. we, there's a, we've, we've advanced from the boomers Is that right Jason? You drank them all You drank them all And so if you're planning on staying up At Bally Buffet You are going to struggle Because there is a rally on So um, The Hoops do love a, a nice little night out In a Bally Buffet But try and book as early as you can Letterkenny B&Bs And hotels are likely To be completely sold out and the venues and pubs will be absolutely jammers. So it will be a great weekend if you do plan on going up.
1: Yeah, you'll, you'll struggle to find accommodation now at this stage. But maybe in Bally Balli Buffet, there'll be some places available. But Edinburgh Kenny it seems to be
2: pretty solid out. As one thing has, if you do go and say that, it's only full of wankers anyway. Basically, be- <laughs> <laughs> that's what you see that post that you said. If you going to go there, we'll too Funnily
0: enough, do you know what, we went up, a friend of mine went up, we went to see Chuck Berry and Lutter, Lutter Kenny, and we had nowhere to stay. And we said, you know what, we'll just chance our arm. I went into the off, I got a couple of cans and we were talking away and the, and, and the off license fella said to us, said, are you looking for somewhere to stay? And we said, yeah, I mean, we're, Chuck Berry's in the goat grill. We've nowhere to stay. Have you got something? sorry. He goes, yeah, I have a room upstairs. There was five of us at the time. There was one bed and he says, listen, give us 50 pound. Stayed up there. The, one of the best weekends we ever had. So if th- that—that's what you're looking at. You—you you can just change around. You never know. And next up, we have the best stats in the stratosphere.
1: So we progress from world to universe. To yeah, I'm going to think. Of, I'm, I'm going to have to think of a different word now
0: yeah.
2: next week. Or in other words, who's going to jinx Rovers this week?
0: <laughs> yeah. So we have car stats now, um, we have eleven of Rovers' last twelve league goals were scored in the first half. Which is a big difference to uh, recent seasons. Only Brandon Miley against Galway has scored a second half goal in the last
2: seven weeks. That's because we one. usually have 11 men on the force. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's it. There you go. Come on, brother. We have Graham Burke who has scored in five games this season. Getting sent off in two and scoring an own goal in another. So he is multitasking at this stage, Mr. Burke. We have Rovers who have 17 points from the last 10 games. And only Cork who have 28 have more. So we are the second best team in the last in the last while.
2: Last ten games. yeah. we're not Galway. Galway are bottom, but the only <laughs> team to take a point off Cork. down that one
0: well, there you go. Both teams have scored in thirteen of Rovers and Bray's games more than anyone else, and we have after a five-game losing run. Five Finn Harps have beaten St Pat's and Limerick at home and drawn away to Sligo. And then we have Rovers who have claimed only 6 of their 26 points away from home. So we need to improve our away form. Losing 6 times on the road despite taking the lead of Pats, Bray and Cork. And the Hoops have scored in all 8 away games but conceded 18 goals. So our away form needs to take a drastic turn.
1: 18 goals away from home. That's, yeah, it's that's a lot. crazy.
0: We're getting smashed. And our last away draw was 2-2 in Derry in September. Can you remember that one Jason? Mr photographic
2: memory no, come on I, I only went to Delhi this year because of Volkrana
0: So we have Sorry. A, So we have 11 away games without a draw is that it's the longest run since a run of 13 in 1994 It's 10 in the league which hadn't happened since 2002 and one more which will be the longest streak since 1984 Yeah Jason you, is that the year you follow Sir Fallon was 84 83, 84 83,
2: 84, Yeah
0: there we I'll go start
1: again longest away game without a draw
2: we're down to the road for now yeah. we mm-hmm. win a 3-0 with 8 minutes to go and not <laughs> some fellas don't have a helicopter it's <laughs> a it will be 7 minutes anyway come on so we have the Roma <laughs> so
0: we have the Rover's goal difference is minus 1 and it has not been above 0 this season so Harps Harps have conceded the most goals in the league with 32 so I mean yeah. if we
1: don't score a couple of goals then we're, we're, we're in trouble mentioned that earlier, only, only Harps have conceded more goals than Bray.
0: Yeah, I mean, people go to Harps, they score goals, you know. So we have no current league club has gone longer without European qualification than Finn Harps. So, i tell you this, Jason, guess when the last time Finn Harps qualified for Europe.
2: What year? What year? I would say they were beaten, oh, did they beat Pats in 74 or 75 cup final, beat Pats 2-0? they qualify since then? 78, not bad. Not bad, Jason i so tell you what. won the Cup in 74, 74 so He it was a quality.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: so 78 was the last time, and the next longest is Limerick in 19.
2: Limerick would have been. They play played by Madrid Already, Cunningham in 19. That was 1980 when they won the league. Oh, they won the league 83, yeah. Yeah. So 82 was the last time. i tell you, yeah, you're
0: close yeah. enough, and, and that's off the top of your head. That's the top of McGuinness' head. That's the top of your <laughs> head. That you nearly <laughs> choked off <on five> by <laughs> <months. laughs> So we have, Rovers haven't lost the Harps since November 2008, so we, we have a good run of, of luck against the Harps. Here we
2: go. 2008. <laughs> Roll up, Carl just ready up again. Here we go. <laughs> right, so the Hoops
0: are looking for three consecutive top flight wins over Harps for the first time since 1985, and they did manage it in the 2000 and what division? The first division, Jason? That one in
2: 2005. 2005. 2006. 2006. 2005 2006 was the year we played yeah. in that league you just let me finish them. Yeah. and we won the league against the 4-0 the so we game. have
0: Harps have won 10 of their 25 home games since returning to Premier Division which isn't too bad it's scoring 21 goals Rovers can win on 3 straight visits to Bally for the first time ever so if we win that is our first time ever we've won 3 in a row in a Bally and the last one was Gary McKay wasn't it with a penalty one nil.
1: Uh, that was the first game but then after that it was Dean Clark and Boyd 2-0 that was last season mm. yeah and then we
0: had Paddy McCart's only goal so far this season was taken as free kick his very deft f- tricky free kick in the uh, mm. talent it was his first league of Ireland goal since he netted for Derry versus Waterford in October 2007 now that's a cracker
2: can just imagine my first time at Paddy Muffet yeah. was Good Friday 84-85 season Robert Scott Rovers 1-2-1 one, one, we'll get beaten 1-0 and Ignola I can equalize with ahead and Pat Bourne scored a free kick later on it was good for it and we stopped I was only let's say I was below the legal drinking age it was the first time I my drink. I <laughs> Rovers trip and we stopped off in Strabane on the way home and at a half a point of cider, believe it or not and that was the end of Mr Richardson Malone that's, yeah, that's <laughs> it right. so that was a the, first, the Buffet yeah good Friday. so it was great that was in Bally Buffet because obviously the old archaic orange drills. All the pubs are closed, so the fact that we had to go over the border a couple of times—they get a couple of so, drinks.
0: That's it, yeah. So against Bray, Brando Miele became the sixth player to score 30 goals for hours It's a super, it's a really good record, and Brando is um, he's like I mean, it's it's a really good record for hours but its consistency has has yeah. uh, kind of dropped.
1: 89 appearances, 30 goals in 89 it's appearances. that's br- really good. I mean, it's like good one record. One and midfield.
2: That's what you want from. Well, midfield yeah. are one of four, one of yeah. five. You want yeah. one or two, but forward exceptional. One and three is amazing. for a midfield, that's absolutely yeah. And you have
0: Dundalk and Harps are the only current top flight teams that Miele has never scored against. So let's hope he breaks that though.
1: Yeah, every Sorry. time I say that Kieran Guldov has scored 32 goals for hours, no one ever believed me.
0: Do you know what? Let's okay, let's let's do this right now. We have Tomo, my brother. Who was a Roa fan? We have Jason Maloney, who was a fan. We have Kara and we have me. Name a significant Kieran
1: Kildov goal. Significant. Okay, the first one that comes to mind is. He has
0: scored 29 goals, am I right?
1: 2014 opening day, home to Derry. He
2: scored in the last minute. That's what comes to mind. Okay. Do you remember that one? That's That's, that's good chill.
0: Yeah we'll go with that come on Linfield anyway.
2: home on a for me that's what is significant was the first set goal we beat him 4-1 he scored
0: mm-hmm. I mean the, the only thing I will say is that he did put the ball boys out of a job <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: he was the first person to retrieve the ball Yeah, yeah. he cute. kept the mass rolling <laughs> yeah, he walked there for a few years as well didn't he <laughs> <laughs> he came through the rice Rovers. yeah uh, I yeah. remember
0: playing against him. him and Paul Jamond played together in you? The U- Paul Jamond Paul Jamond,
2: oh, Paul Jamond yeah, yeah. they played together and just on the Finn Harp's thing Podge I mean, actually scored we beat Finn Harp's way Jordan at three times we beat him in the yeah. league until Podge scored ah, one away good stuff. of a Tuesday night and
1: the Hoops ah, us, Jason. members and was that his first goal ever for I suppose
0: maybe
2: I don't know he could have you that one ah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly goal. a good point it's to raise his race. first goal of the goal of a Tuesday definitely
0: and what else have we got we have uh, since Dean Kelly's title clinching goal now playing for Moctis. Just won another title. In injury time at UCD in 2011. We all remember that one, Jason. Is that right? It was
2: actually very quick. There was there, a bit yeah. of a, a
0: bit of a pitch invasion there. Rovers have scored a winning goal in the last 10 minutes of a league game only twice. A home to Bray in September 2015. And Harps in 2017. So our uh, our, our late goals have been lacking in, in mm. recent years. So Simon Madden, who got
2: the one Bray? What's your Bray? Into? That was Melee um, a free kick. Brando Mele free kick and...
1: That was around the 87 yep. minute.
2: Madden was the... Obviously the header against The perfect man. place. Oh, Sorry, the volley. The perfect place. Cushion yeah. oh, the volley. Superb. Yep. That's yeah. like we've won a game with a goal in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Isn't Twig.
1: We beat, balls, we beat balls 2-0 in March 2012. Twig scored in the 79th minute. And then he sealed Denny it then, at yeah. the end. Yeah. Mm. There has been no winning goal in the last 10 minutes other than those two. The
0: clincher, you know. Rovers and Harps have competed together in eight Premier Division seasons before this. The Hoops finishing positions were 7th, 4th, 8th, 5th, 7th, 11th, 8th, 4th, and both teams were relegated. So Rovers were uh, relegated with Harps in 2005.
1: Yeah, I mentioned that in the Barty Ramsey interview.
0: Yeah, so so, so like
1: Harps' presence in the Premier Division seems to be like a curse or something.
0: And considering the relationship between them, it's it's all very friendly. But uh, next up, we have uh, starting 11s and predictions. So, I'll go ahead and uh, I'm going to let Jason Maloney go ahead with the starting 11 and prediction for the Harps game.
2: Straight away, it's a draw. Straight away. Carter said we haven't drawn again, so we done <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, so it's going to, to a draw. draw. Could be 1-0, yeah. could be 8-0. No, right, one all draw. Give us your starting 11, come on. Starting 11, Tom or goal... Of the Simon, Lukey, back four speak themselves. Yeah. So we're gonna have difficulty with the midfield because uh, the two goers are gonna be submitted now. Definitely McCanners are seeing it at the end of his ban and Burke searches. I'd actually because 'cause we're playing them, we're playing draw the week after I think the two winnable games. Yeah. I'd bring Sam Bone into centre mid. Okay. I'd push I like that. I'd push Rowan into the Okay number ten role behind yeah. you know, Shaw. I'd keep the two wingers at the air, Trevor on one wing and Brandon and Brando. So that made, so the same team as such that you have holding midfielders, you have Sam Bowen. I like that I like him. and Conley will yeah. Ron, push forward Let's go for it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? It's don't sit but we don't need to sit back and play against these teams. Someone say okay, we can put Brando, you know, in the in the ten role and who comes in outside left meaning, I don't know.
0: Yeah, now I went something slightly different. Now, I went for Tom are and for Lukey Webbs to Pico Madden Are are settle back for at the moment. and went for Trev. And Brando on the wings. Finn and Connolly, I think they should stick in the middle. I think I like Finn and Connolly together, but I think we should go two front with O'Connor and Shawzi. And I'm going for a two-one win. We're we'll going we'll go into the break one 0 down, and then a Finn brace to win. So, what do you Finn think? You didn't give us a prediction. What do you think for
1: your yeah, start? One-all we'll draw.
0: One-all draw. Finn brace against Finn Hertz. Yeah, Finn brace against. <laughs> Finn. Finn. <laughs> go on, Carl. Give us your starting lineup and your prediction.
1: Yeah, I am with Gary. I think this is O'Connor's time. O'Connor's time to start and score. Yeah. yeah. Against the Bro, the brother plays for up front, doesn't he? For Finn Harps. Okay. As per prediction two nil. Two 0 like
0: that on a clean sheet away from yeah. home, good stuff. The, who?
1: the, the Rowers, them. of course.
0: Yeah. Now lads, on onto a more um a more serious note. Um there's been a, a tragedy in the Rovers family recently and a good friend of mine, Jay Moore. His family are the Prendergasts. You'd have the likes of Ao and Column and Vivian, and you'd have Joe, and every one of their family, every one of their sons. They follow ours, and they recently had a tragedy in the family with Vivian's daughter passing away. And we would like to raise awareness in this situation. We have um, there's a GoFundMe page. It's Tina McDonald. If you wanna, if you wanna donate, it's you Google Tina McDonald GoFundMe and you can you can donate it's a it, it was a tragedy and the, the, like i said it's the rovers are are part of the wider family and if you'd like to donate go ahead and like i said if you want to donate it's tina mcdonald and the go for me and uh that's it so thanks guys and we'll we'll leave it at that and we'll move on and, and we'll go the best of luck to any hoops uh, doing their leaving cert and their junior cert probably half the people in our section at the east stand and probably most of the force team as well <laughs> at this stage let's be the honest
1: fourth yeah, <laughs> 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 another great promo released by the club uh, showing like the match day showed all the kids activities you know the foot darts face painting ice cream and so on so again as we mentioned earlier Top work done by the marketing side of things.
0: Yeah. It was really good. And um, we got what can only be described as a sensational email from Newbridge Town FC. They sent us a photo. Let's see if you can remember this, Jason, if you're at the game. And a YouTube video of the Newbridge Town game where they opened their new football ground in 1985. And they beat Shamrock Rovers 3-1. And in the photo was Andrew Shaw, Gary Shaw's dad, scoring a header. And Andrew Shaw scored two goals and Gary's uncle Richard also played that day so there was a big connection from the Shaw family there and um, a 3-1 win for Newbridge over Shamrock Rovers when they opened their new ground. Do you, do you remember that at all?
2: I remember the game wasn't that I remember just vaguely Carl showed me something a uh, photograph earlier on I do remember look at look at the Rovers team as well that's some strong, strong Rovers, team. That's side strong, strong Rovers, team right. and they beat 3-1 it's almost the Rovers the 0 team yeah. it's, it's, it's Jodie if you've, you've had you You've all the, you know, the, the the main set of that team. Yeah, before, yeah. and
0: you had Garty's Gardie, uh, dad scoring a header, so he t- he, we know where he got it from anyway. And uh, we're in the new Peachtree East promo video. Uh, Carl, I had to point that out to you, remember? <laughs> Our wonderful sponsors who have all sorts know, of delicious food and great stuff going on in the restaurant. And uh, I think they were doing a promo for maybe TripAdvisor or someone along the lines of that i not um, sure if that was intentional, wasn't no,
2: it? I? No, I didn't sign any uh, yeah. exclaimers. You still yeah. look like you did a good <laughs> feed anyway. So, you know, you could have been that I mean,
1: the, the owner knew we were there, but I didn't notice any cameras, you at the time?
0: Yeah, no, I did. I saw one guy who was kind of panning around the building, yeah. and uh, I didn't take any note because we were talking to the Talagoy, Padraig, absolute gem, and uh, we're going to move on to something very exciting now with our new badges. You saw that Al Murray, if you know him on Facebook. Uh, we have got badges coming out soon and our price is still be still to be decided so we'll wait till we get them and we'll let you know how we get on but we will be found underneath the scoreboard at half time and before the matches. Any home game and on the Gurdy Twigs supporters club bus and away game so if you want to buy a badge they will be ready in the next
1: three weeks and uh, it's all for a good cause. Hopefully to draw the game if we have them by then, yeah. No yeah. European ventures for our yeah. European ventures we
0: hope to stream and commentate on the European games for anybody who can't travel and uh, keep you updated on a European adventure Well, that's
1: their ambition hopefully be that's we the ambition
0: yeah we, we like to aim high here Tales from the East End
1: Carl, okay, go <coughs> on what have you got for us and the very last question we got for Jason it was sent to us from Paul O'Brien and he asks Jason when are you releasing your book I need some time alone, Yeah,
2: I'm always saying if I ever got locked up in jail, I've plenty of time to do it. I now. It's now it's something that's I'd like to think about.
0: But let's be I'm honest, just, Jason. From you, the likes of Facebook talk, posts and your Twitter. I mean, everything is a story. Everything is a is is interesting. But we're football, we're, honestly, we're dying for it. As my friends, in it doesn't have to be on football. It could be anything. You minutes. could be walking to the shop and you make a story about yeah. it. You know,
2: <laughs> my friends in actually, i say football's not about the ninety minutes. It's about. The, the wider day, spectrum yeah mates you meet your mates you go to games how you have travel where you drink beforehand who you met who you slag yeah. that's what football's about yeah. not about the ninety minutes on the football pitch leave it the aim Duffy and-
0: yeah well no he can fuck off <laughs> but um, listen so that's the end of our show today Carl is there anything else you want to add no that's it I think we're flying today what about you Jason have you got anything else for us just keep on hooping that's it so remember guys there's no show coming this Thursday We'll be back to normal on Thursday at the 22nd. So uh, I'm abroad for herbs myself, but Carl will be on the bus, and I'm sure Jason will be in Ballybofi as the Hoops quest for a European spot continues. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this special edition, very long edition of Tales from the East End. Thanks to Jason for being an absolute gent and a great guest. And guys, keep on hooping.
1: Jason, you sign off for me. See ya! <laughs>
0: Do you want-